Why are men and boys struggling? And what should we do about it? In a world of chaos and our attention is being pulled in different directions, the Pursuing Truth podcast is seeking the solution by having authentic conversations that are aimed to impact culture. What's up, everybody? I am Levi Brickley with the Pursuing Truth podcast, and this is a real talk radio show. And I'm down here in Dallas, got to come down here and hang out with some good friends of mine, Moses Dolo. Another fellow podcaster opened up his home, got to set up the studio here in his second bedroom, and I got a good friend of mine, Evan Kennedy, with me. Hello, everybody. How are y'all doing? Yeah, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. Evan's been wanting to start a podcast. and I got I got my microphone at home, and I got my headphones, and then I realized that I had no idea what I was doing. So uh, <laughs> this is this is awesome. This, this is the practice run. Um, Dude, I remember when I first started out on podcasting, it was like, I sounded like such an idiot all the time, man. And everything I, I said, like, it wasn't like authentic. And I tried to like structure it to where it sounded absolutely perfect. And like, I was so nervous about having like a little, a little gap in between my words and not just having like this natural flow, like hypercritical yeah. all the time. And I, I don't really, uh, I don't really experience that anymore, man. It's just kind of like the natural thing actually it's like the microphone is my therapy, man. It's it's my home. I, I, I let loose behind this thing. See, y'all y'all don't really know me, but I'm I can talk to a brick wall and hold a conversation. Um and so I'm like I'm excited for this. I cannot wait. I'm about to, yes. I'm about, to about to dive deep. <laughs> and if you hear some chuckling going on, it's uh Ryan Wilson. <laughs> he was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, so he's probably gonna be laughing because today's conversation is about how we often victimize ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and it's one thing that I've talked about time and time and time again on this platform is we cannot victimize ourselves to this culture, to government, to society. Rather, we got to step up, take responsibility, have some ownership in our lives because each one of us have sovereignty. We have free will. And the moment that we fail to look at it that way is the moment that we point our finger at somebody else and say, because of them is the reason why I'm struggling in life. Yeah. No, nobody wants to take responsibility. Right. For themselves. Evan, I want you to watch this because this is like exactly what we're going to dig into okay. and kind of just run down this rabbit trail. Can't afford our rent. We can't afford our prescriptions. We can't afford insulin. We can't afford healthcare. We can't afford our education. It's just so frustrating that we did everything they told us to do. We went to school. We got educated. We worked hard. We did everything they told us to do. And then when we're actually out in the world, they want to charge us $1,800 for a one-bedroom apartment. That really ain't shit. And then when they talk about, oh, the future is going to be great for you, you just got to work hard and stay down. How? A lot of people don't have savings. They're spending it all on basic shit like housing and groceries. And what scares me the most is that more and more people are becoming aware of how fucked it is. And all we do, we record a video, we post it on TikTok, we post it on Instagram, we post it on social media, and then we say, well, I've done my part, and we close out the app, and then we go out about our day. That doesn't fix anything. That's about being a millennial is we just got to watch our parents like try their best and be successful. Like they all had homes and 401ks and health insurance. And they were like, we just did our best. And then they were telling us, they're like, just go to college and you can do anything. If you just go to college, you can do anything. So we all went to college and now we're in debt. We have no fucking money or jobs or housing. So houses, everything sucks. And then they're like, 
like, well, why didn't you go to trade school? And we're like, yeah, How can you be mad at someone who literally does not have what they need to survive when it's the corporations that have been underpaying people for years? Profits are up. Productivity is up. Our wages up? No, they're not. And our money, our tax dollars go to welfare to supplement corporations not paying people what they should be. Don't wake up and the first thing on their mind is money. Everybody don't think about a dollar consistently. I got to hustle 24-7. I got to have 10 streams of income. I got to learn how to flip houses. I got to learn how to sell on Amazon. I, 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 I got to go to door to door and sell vacuum cleaners. I, 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 I can't just have my job and go home, enjoy my money, enjoy my time with my kids. In the United States, y'all work in order to survive. Y'all don't work in order to enjoy yourselves. And unfortunately, that's the way that the system is set up. In the Wake up, check your feed, check your text, check your emails, go to work, get 100 things done, get home late, attempt to have energy for stuff like your kids, chores, hobbies, etc. Fail miserably, feel awful, and then repeat. You got some ideas there? Yes. <laughs> let, me, let me unpack this. Okay. Number one, nobody is making you go to school. Mommy and daddy... They're not holding your hand and walking you to class. They're not forcing you. I don't care who you are. Your parents might be telling you to go to college, and that's, like, the right way. That's traditional, right? Things have changed. Um, and you know what? Everybody has to deal with it. It's not, just, it's, not, it's not just you that has to go through that. And so the whole pity me, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I went out of high school not knowing what I wanted to do. Like I, right. I played sports, but I'm five foot seven. Uh, sports was not going to work out <laughs> for me. Um, and so, man, and then I went off to junior college and then I went off to Texas tech Rickham, and, um, got a communications degree, which also I could have done on YouTube. Um, I wanted, I wanted to get a degree though. That was the difference. Nobody, nobody made me, nobody forced me, nobody held my hand or anything. I wanted to do that because I wanted to like have something to lean back on long-term. You never know what you're going to be doing. Right. And so I, I think in for college and my experience, I think that depend, it depends on what you want to do. And I think there's a lot of things, a lot of ways that you can go around that. But I don't know. I'm doing roofing right now. I'm not even using really, I'm not using my degree, but it's good to fall back on. And, right. you know, but nobody's making you like that's like that. It just, it boils down to just, well, in, in this narrative of, oh, poor me, I have to go to work. You, could, oh, I, you get wait, to go to work. Wait, you get to go to work. Wait, wait, when I was putting this video together, man, and I and I heard them complaining like, oh, you have to go to work. It's so hard. I have to learn how to sell houses. I have to learn how to speak to people. I have to learn all of these things because it's so hard. Uh, like, are, are, are you serious? Like, step up just a little bit. See, and that's, that's another thing, too, that, like, I heard one guy in the video, he was talking about how he needs to learn how to flip houses. He needs to learn, how, uh, if I heard that right, flip houses or, you know, have 10 streams of income. Dude, I hate to break it to y'all, but, like, money might not be happiness, but it sure as hell takes a lot of stress off of you. And there's no reason why, you, especially while, you, while we are young, that you wouldn't want to multiply your income and have different types of income. Dude, YouTube University. Dude, you seriously, find, you can, I, I can, I probably, everything you need, bro. I, yeah. I started this platform, not knowing a lick about how to operate a camera, mm -hmm. not knowing how to operate all of the audio equipment, not knowing what to purchase, Yeah. but 
You know, it's about taking that step of courage, going out of your comfort zone, learning something new and being okay with learning something new and being okay with being unsuccessful for a long period of time and experiencing failures to get to where you want to go. And so many people think that they should just achieve everything just like that. And it's this instant gratification culture that is destroying us. See, and that's exactly I was going to kind of piggyback off that before we even got even more into it that I think this generation is so is. I like to call it the microwave generation. Yeah. Everybody wants their stuff to cook really quick. They don't, they don't want to wait. They don't want to let it, they don't want to let the chicken marinate. You know? <laughs> right. And so it's just like, you sit there and it's just like, you know, you know, things, things suck, things happen, you know, whatever, but like great things happen long term. There's more, there's more to it than like the small picture. And that goes for, that's more of my faith than anything that, uh, that I really put that into. Um, I think there's a bigger picture and stuff that God paints for us. Um, but yeah, but people in our generation and stuff, they just want it like they want it right now because it sounds good right now. That doesn't mean that it's going to be good for you long term. So let's run down the rabbit trail mm-hmm. of why and how did we end up like this? Because obviously we're offering our opinions mm-hmm. of like, this is the um, this is the problem. We identified the problem. So let's like dig into what that problem derived off of. Mm -hmm. Like, was it schooling? Was it parenting? What, what do you think led to this current position that we are in as millennials? So honestly, I think I would say school has really has failed a lot of us. Um, And I can happily agree. I'm talking from elementary to middle school, to high school, to college, the whole shebang. Um, Again, you can learn anything on YouTube. You can learn anything just on life experience and stuff as well. Um, a piece of paper saying that you graduated does not dictate, you know, your success rate in life. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Well, what are what are your thoughts? I'm, I'm curious to see. The way I always break this down, because I, honestly, I, I often have this conversation with many people. Mm-hmm. And... So you have, you have a couple different avenues that are instilling this mentality. Yeah. Um, you have media. I think, I think social media plays a massive role because well, you have social media, but then you also have the media, CNN, Fox news, that's only providing you negative news. And the problem is that's been going on for the last 60, 70 years Mm -hmm. where people are watching the late night newscast, you know, let's say Megan Kelly, Tucker Carlson, Piers Morgan, listening to these people that, Half of them aren't even on TV anymore that I just listed. But we're taking so much away from these platforms and being like, yeah, you know what? Life is hard. Life is hard. But but then you break it down to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because Hollywood is selling you this lie that life is supposed to be about happiness. Life is supposed to be easy. And my question when when I'm trying to articulate that thought into my mind is like, no, no, no. Imagine like raising kids on the prairie in 1820 and like there's a tornado coming towards you you had no forecast of that coming you're about to lose everything that you built on this homestead for the last 23 years and you may lose your wife because you don't have a shelter from the storm yeah like the reality is is like we have it so much easier but because we have this mindset that life is supposed to be about happiness Mm -hmm that we take for granted the shelter that we have now in our life and our convenience, right? And so, like, then you break that down more. Okay, so this is instilled into teachers at school, Mm -hmm. right? 
and the the teachers are, are telling the kids like you know in order for you to be a successful productive member of society yes you need to go to college to be a productive member of society yeah and the reality is is like that's not the case no. the most successful people that i know that are making six figures a year are the people without college degrees yeah what did they learn how to do they learned how to develop relationships mm -hmm. they learned how to communicate they were punctual and showed up on time every single day and when times got hard, they didn't complain. And you know what? And this is the problem with the millennial generation is the moment that times get hard, they complain. Yep. And it's because they receive participation trophies every single time that they failed at winning the game. Amen. And, and this life right here, this is a game. Yep. It's a war. It's a battle. And you better be ready to show up every single day. And if you're not willing to show up to this battle every single day, it's like the 75 hard challenge. Mm -hmm. Man, I got to get to that last rep. Yep. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, is, is am I just physically exhausted and I physically can't get that last rep? Yeah. Or is it mental, mental. exhaustion yep. that I can't get to that last step? And you better be able to clearly define that and yep. be able to have the discipline to say, hey, I'm going to continue to push through. I'm not going to victimize myself to my mental. I'm going to show up with my physical and be present. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that men, dude, I'm, I'm on a tangent about hey, this. And I'm sorry. No, dude, I I, I'm sorry, Evan, but no, man, bro, I can, I could run down this rabbit hole forever because this is something that i am so passionate about man because the failure of responsibility of our generation yep. yo you think that it's so hard and you don't even know what it's like to grow your own garden and pick the weeds yep and we'll see and that, that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly like back in the day like we didn't have social media and all this shit with like you know you know gotta have you gotta own up to your own responsibilities and stuff right well, back in the day, like, they didn't have social media. Dude, they, they worked hours and hours and hours and hours. Nobody said it was going to be easy, mm -hmm. right? And so, but they made it work. And like you just said, too, we have it so much easier. We have technology at the touch of our fingers. COVID happened, and now nobody can nobody can look up and have a conversation, like, in person. Right. Everybody is so quick to be, you know, behind the keyboard and, you know, to talk. And... It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me because back in the day, dude, people for job interviews and things, they had to go to, they had to go drop off a, a, a printed resume, a printed resume. When's the last time that anybody dropped off a printed resume? I just go on LinkedIn, Indeed. And like, I mean, I'm just saying like, even in like that you got to go in, you got to shake your and possible future boss's yep. hand and say, I, Hey, I contact, I, I, I'm, nice. I'm Evan Kennedy. I really look forward to speaking with you about this job. Yep. And here's my resume. Please look it over and get back to yeah. me if you get the chance. Exactly. And so, and like, that, like, and that, that's just like a tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, social media and everything too. And like, I, me personally, I don't even watch the news anymore. Like at oh, all. Oh, dude, me either. And because number I have one, no clue. yeah, because like number one, it's so, just so negative, and I'm not going to put negative thoughts in my head. You know, I'm I'm going to live my life. Same thing for you know politics and stuff too. I can have an opinion, but I'm still going to live my life the same way that right. I was living it. You know, years before, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, just the the whole responsibility factor and stuff that everybody wants to it wants to jump to complaining about how life is so hard. And I'm not saying that it's not. You know, it, it could be you, people right. people go through shit. Um, but at the same time, like what builds character is how you go about it. I think. Right. And so that that's that's where you see growth and everything. Though too is like what that's how you define yourself is whenever you go through hard stuff and then like you come out and you 
you grind through it. You really work hard for what you have. Yeah. And it may, it's just like, you know, for I've, you know, everybody's received gifts, hopefully for Christmas, for you know their birthdays and stuff like that. Um, but whenever you get a gift and stuff, you might not take care of it as much, but whenever you work hard and stuff, that's like your pride and joy, right? Like all yeah. this equipment, everything you worked your ass off for, you know, exactly. I, I, I know it's not cheap. And so like I show up on it. Exactly. Like there is no option, man. I, I'm operating on two hours of sleep in the last 36 hours. I don't care. Like we had this plan, bro. Cheers to that. We had this plan, bro. And we're going to drink our freaking energy drinks and we're going to like trudge down this path. Yes, and are. I don't care. Like I'm going to give it my 100%. Like absolutely. You, you would almost say, dude, when you showed up, like Levi probably seems a little bit lethargic. And, and like, like now I'm like, boom, do life, man. It's here, man. See, Let's I, go. I, I say I, I love things like this because yeah, I was just telling Levi like off camera and stuff too, that like, you know, I always like to question everything. It's not that I it's not that I disagree or anything with anything, but I just like to see if like how people think, you know, too. And you get a whole new, you know, you get different perspectives from different things. And that's another a really cool thing on how to grow. Because it's like, oh crap, like, whoa, you think yeah. like that? Okay, like cool. I might have to implement that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean I think I think, you know, I think we agree on a lot of this uh BS that, you know, <laughs> the the generation, you know. Well and and and, and you know, here here's where I, I have some compassion um for the people who have accepted the narrative that big business is destroying the individual, mm-hmm. um, that they need to be uh taxed immensely or uh, whatever the narrative is about why you're a victim and why you can't achieve the American dream that you've always dreamed yep. and, and to desire. And um, the, the problem is, is like we've had YouTube where we can look up conspiracy theories of some guy that's 42 years old living in mom's basement. Mom's cooking him dinner every night. He's not showing up to work. He's yeah. taken no responsibility of his life. Mm-hmm. And but he has an Asus laptop in the basement and he makes a, a compilation of all of these different videos, makes a documentary, post it to YouTube and it has 1.5 million views. I mean, think about this TikTok that we just watched. Yeah. That had 2.5 million views on TikTok and 690,000 likes. These are 690,000 people. You're you're talking nearly what would that be? A, a quarter of the people that watch the video yeah. are saying I like this feeling of being a victim because it's relatable to me. Yep. That's the reason why you like a video on TikTok. Exactly. So understand that psychology of yep. it, right? And so like when you have this many people that are engaged in this type of content, they have victimized themselves and accepted themselves as I can't succeed because I'm a failure. Now, let, let me tell you guys my story real quick, all right? I have numbers stacked against me. Yeah, you probably look at me. I, I shouldn't say you probably because not everybody would look at me this way. But there's people out there that would say, well, Levi, I mean, you're white. Mm-hmm. You grew up in a small town in Kansas. Um, you had a good mom. You uh, you have a, a, a big family and you have support and da 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 Yes, those are the very few things that I was very blessed with that mm-hmm. I am so grateful for absolutely but the odds were stacked against me by my father not being present in my home yeah i mean you think of this um i think there was a uh there was a dad's i can't remember the name of the study 
but it was 76% of youth suicides were from a fatherless home. So you think about that. Like me being raised in a fatherless home with my dad being a raging alcoholic and calling my mother and showing me that this is how you treat a woman and that then he passes away at 18 years old. And he used to always tell me, Levi, the number one thing that's important to me is that you honor our family name. You build a legacy. Yeah. And it's like, Dad, where were you? Yeah. Why weren't you building a legacy? Why were you doing that? Yeah. And so, like, now I have to take on that responsibility. Like, no, Brickley, yo. Yeah. that I have to build a legacy on that because I know that there's something that I add into this world. And I think that's kind of where I found meaning. That's yeah. where I f kind of found purpose, buying all of this equipment and yep. stuff. So at 18, 19 years old, I was 18 years old and I graduated high school. My mom said, you got two weeks. You're the youngest of seven and I'm tired of raising kids. It wasn't exactly like that, but that's the way <laughs> I'm going to put it. Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I, I moved in with a friend. I called up buddy. I'm like, Hey dude, um, do you think your mom and dad would let me come stay with you while I get on my feet? I got a full-time job. I just, I just need like a couple months. So I stayed with them for a couple months. I rented my first house at 19 years old by, by the, by the following year of 2020, it was January of 2020. I bought my first house. I had no credit. I had no knowledge of how to do it. Cause school doesn't teach you how to build up a credit score. Nope. You know, I, 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 I had a full-time job. I didn't go to college. Yep. And now I've achieved one aspect of the American dream that many people want, and that's buying a home. Yep. And there's many people that would be from a similar situation of mine, being a, from a single-parent home where the, the absent parent is a raging alcoholic, where you see all of these negative emotions playing out into the children's lives and in the white ex-wife's life mom's life yep. and and so you see all of this chaos going on around you and you choose to step forward beyond the stuff that burned you yeah absolutely right like i can't be hurt by this rather i gotta rise above this and this is mental fortitude this is why i talk about resiliency so much on this podcast yep. is because the solution to overcoming victimization is resiliency and as paul writes is that as we endure it builds our character yeah so like yeah i struggle with this man because i'm like man would my dad be proud of me now a platform of 75,000 people encouraging young men to step out of their comfort zone, take some responsibility and find purpose in their life. I don't know that my dad would be proud of me, to be honest. Really? I think he, okay, he probably <laughs> would be. <laughs> so, so I think he would be. That's, but, this, this is one thing that, I mean, I know that y'all have probably been watching Levi's stuff for quite some time, or if y'all are new here. Levi's one of the most, like, uplifting people and, like, and how he is on camera is just how he is off camera and stuff, too, so... I don't know, dude. I think he'd be proud. You, dude, you you, just, yeah. you spit some some good facts and stuff for everybody. It might not be what everybody wants to hear all the time, but you know, you, you say the dude, truth. Dude, truth hurts. Look, when I started Amen. the podcast, bro, it was called the Veritas 21 podcast, okay. which Veritas stands for truth in the Latin language. Okay. Okay, so truth 2021 podcast is basically what it was. Okay. And like, I started having this like internal battle in me. Because, like, I really try to have this internal dialogue with these thoughts inside of my head yeah. because I don't want to be irresponsible with my words. I want to make sure that I'm articulating them appropriately yeah. and running through a thought that I know I'm competent in speaking on. Yeah, absolutely. Because so often people speak with 
ignorance. Yes. And I refuse to speak with ignorance. Like I'm going to be confident behind what I'm saying. And I'm going to have this dialogue of, you know, Levi, could this be, I will like, as weird as it may sound for many people out there, like I'll sit in my bed by myself Mm -hmm. and I will have a conversation by myself. I will drive an hour to and from work in a completely silent car, having a conversation by myself. And you know why I can do that? Because I'm okay with myself. Yeah. See, and that, that's that's another thing, too, that I want to touch on that I feel like a lot of people aren't okay with themselves. Like, p- people, there there's something, there's an underlying feeling or traumatic experience in the past, which is a part of that, you know, um, kind of what we're talking about. Uh, but trauma, you know, triggers certain things and stuff and the victim mentality of, you know, I need to feel like this because, like, you know, I, everybody, sorry, Everybody goes through things in their life, but again, it's just like how you overcome that. But dude, I promise you, if I guarantee you, you're probably watching this on an iPhone. You have a roof over your head. Your bills are paid. Um, you know, you might be struggling financially and stuff, whatever too. But the fact that you can wake up and you can go to work every day, the fact that you even woke up, blessing. Um, you know, all these things are things to be so grateful for that people don't. You know, they they take they take for granted. And yeah. so, um, I don't know, man. It's I like, just, what is poverty? Is it is poverty that you can't buy the new seventy five inch TV? So that's another thing too, bro. Like, okay, also, oh, oh dude, you just got me. Let's go. Yeah, let's um, go. On. So there's another thing too. Okay, I'm twenty four years old. Okay, I'm not I'm not rolling in money. Okay, um, but you know, I, I, my dad, I, my mom was a single mom growing up and stuff too. Dude, I remember yeah. nights without electricity. You know, having to eat ramen noodles for a week and you know hamburger helper. You know. But, you know, my mom busted her ass, and she is, I don't know if, you, I'm sure she'll watch this, so you're a queen, and I love you. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, man, she busted her ass, and I mean, especially having three kids and stuff, too. Like, you know, one, two is tough, but three, dude, and like one was going to college and everything, too. One's in high school, and I was in middle school. That's a lot. And so, yeah. it's just like, I, I don't know, I mean, in my my dad, we've reconnected and everything too, and you know it's cool now because I can kind of see you know certain reasons or why he wasn't there. Not saying that I agree with it, but I understand now at an older age. Um, but man, like my mom kicked ass, <laughs> like dude. She, I mean, like I mean, I can't remember one game that she was not at. And I played basketball, football, track, soccer, I did everything. But my brother was also playing football. My sister played sports, like. But she always found a way, whether it was paying for groceries, for rent. Like, she she made ends meet. And that's why, like, I just, I have a really hard time feeling bad for people. I'll, I'll say it. Is that just because, like, that was happening. But there's always somebody that has it much worse than you. And, right. but you, and like, you, and you might not understand that in the moment. That's fine. You know, I, you know, I feel bad for myself and stuff sometimes. But then, like, I have to kick back in, like, reality. And I have to think, like, okay, there's people that are homeless right now. And it's a hundred and I don't know where y'all are at right now, but it's not like 105, like every day in Texas, um, you know, and even in the wintertime, it's horrible. And so, you know, like there's, there's just so many people that have it worse than you. And I mean, like, like, like I said before, there, you know, people I have, yeah, I got my iPhone and stuff right here, you know, right. but like you have an iPhone, you have a Mac, you have a roof over your head, you got bills paid, you know, you might be in college debt, but that's, aren't, aren't we all, you know, where, uh, where I have empathy and compassion here because, and I, and I, but I, I do have, I do have empathy. I want right. to make sure that y'all know. Well, that I'm not and, like and that's the reason shit. why, exactly. And that's the reason why I wanted to run down this. And yeah. this is the reason why those internal dialogues are so important yeah. is because you look at 
yourself from an outside perspective of how would this be perceived for sure and so like i know that we need to hit on the topic of empathy and compassion because yes. right now somebody yeah, be like oh you guys don't yeah bro y'all are you assholes know? yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I work with a large homeless population. Mm -hmm. Um, I work in an inner city ghetto, essentially really poverty stricken where drugs are very prevalent. And I had an 18, 19 year old standing outside my store. Mind you, this is private security. So I'm like dealing with these people on an an authoritative level, uh, me being the authority. Mm -hmm. And so like, I have to be able to communicate with them in a way that's relational uh, to develop my relationship with them so that we have a sense of community and value and respect, even mm-hmm. though we live different lifestyles. For sure. Okay. So there's that, that dynamic and I understand that, mm-hmm. but there was this 18, 19 year old kid out outside of the store the other day and I saw them and I just walked out just two guys and I'm like, Hey guys, can I talk to you real quick? They're like, yeah, 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 sure. Go ahead. I'm like, what are you guys what the hell are you guys doing down here? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I mean, you're on South Broadway. And what both of us would say is hell. Yeah. And you're 18, 19 years old. What the hell are you doing? And and that's, that's another thing too, that like people, I promise guys, I'm sympathetic. I'm not a horrible person, but people choose to do that. Like, right. you know, and some, some people might be, you know, you know, in, you know, the ghetto, like, you know, whatever. And, you know, people might be, you know, grown, they, their childhood might be around drugs and alcohol and that's, you know, that's all they know. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that, that is where I have a lot of sympathy and stuff for people because, you know, that's pretty much all you know. But there's always like the mindset and stuff for me. And it's hard because, you know, and I, I can say this, that I haven't been in their shoes and they're not in my shoes. So, you know, I can totally, you know, I, I, I can understand, you know, that, you know, some people don't have it, you know, as great as, as I do, you know, and vice versa and for right. other situations. Um, but my biggest thing is that people choose, you wake up in the morning, you know, you either choose to brush your teeth or have your breath smell like crap. Um, you know, you can make yourself breakfast in the morning. You can, you know, you can do all these things, but you're, yeah. you're making a choice though, every single day for, mm. I, I mean, for every part of your day as well. You make, right. you make over... 500 choices a day, I mean, if yeah. not, no, that's just and, off the head. And, but. <laughs> and, and, and recognize this. The reason why I approached them was out of my empathy and compassion for yeah. them. And and the way that I approached them was really to understand what the hell are you doing down here? And yeah. also the wake-up call. Like, yeah. hey, wake up, get out of this. Yeah. I don't ever want to see you here again. But but they responded to me, and they said, um, they said, well, man, I'm, I'm hooked on fentanyl. And... Uh, Jesus. I'm at rock bottom. Yeah. And I said, no, 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 no. You're not at rock bottom. Rock bottom is 17 years from now, 35 years old. Yeah. When you realize that you've wasted the last 15, 17 years of your life down here on South Broadway, wasting all of your potential. Yeah. See, my empathy and compassion is in the loss of hope. Mm. They don't have hope. Yeah. They think that this is it. This is the problem with victimization is once you victimize yourself, you say, this is it. This is all the potential. Yeah. Like, I could bury all of the hurts about my dad. Mm -hmm. And I could be like, I can't share that with the world. Yeah. Because that exposes a weakness in me. Yeah. And that makes me vulnerable. Yeah. 
Where I can look at it like, I want to share this message with the world about how important a father is, how important it is to be a good man, how important it is to take responsibility in life. I want to share that message with you yeah, because I know that that's what it's going to take for me to live a different life than my father. Absolutely. And like, and like you, you've said that, you know, your dad wanted you to, you know, leave a legacy for your family and stuff, whatever too. Um, you know, I, I believe I'm a Christian. I also believe in just good and bad. You're either a piece of crap or, you know, you're a, you know, pretty decent human being, you know? Um, but I don't know. I think it's just the choices that we make and the situations that we put ourselves in are very important on a day-to-day basis. Um, and playing victim and stuff too, it's only going to hurt you long-term. Right. And it might, it might feel fine in the moment, but then you're also being a victim. You're going to lose your friends. Nobody wants to be around negativity. I don't know if you'll have a friend and stuff that is just constantly, oh my God, he said blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, she said blah, blah, blah. They get so old. Yeah. They get so old. Nobody wants to be around negativity. And so like choosing, choosing happiness. And believe me again, I know, I know it's hard. Dude, you do choose happiness, yes, bro. You wake up in the morning and again, you woke up. <laughs> That's like the biggest blessing ever. If I gave you a million dollars or not a million, if I give you a hundred million dollars right now, but I promised you that you weren't going to wake up tomorrow. Would you take it? No. So you're saying your life waking up in the morning is more important than absolutely. So I, I can make a hundred million in 10 years. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not worried about uh, the money today. I'll go to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, he, here's, here, here's, here's the thing, man, uh, about the conversation about potential. Yep. How many people out of their empathy and compassion would feel bad about the 18, 19 year old and not just look at them straight in the eyes and say, you're messing up right now, but this isn't the end for you. I know that it feels like you're in hell. But it's time for you to step up and take some responsibility in your life because you are full of potential. How many people would say that to somebody because they feel bad for them? Like, how many people wouldn't say that? Excuse me. How many people wouldn't say that because they just feel bad for them? No, no, no. We can't feel bad for people who choose to live this lifestyle. We have to say, hey, go to detox. Mm -hmm. And don't procrastinate. And I I even said that. I said, go to detox tomorrow. Yeah. I don't ever want to see you back down here again. Do not procrastinate it. You are full of potential, dude. Yeah. And I, I don't want to assume that, you know, their parent, where, the, you know, the, how their household is and stuff too. But number one, props to you for, you know, saying something too. Because like you said, I mean, you know, there's probably not a whole lot of people out there, you know, especially in our generation now yeah. that people are, you know, people just want to, you know, walk away and, you know, just side eye and just, you know, make a judgment. But they'll bat an eye at me. Yeah. For having this conversation. The bad and I had a bro. <laughs> bad, bad and I, you know, but um, no, but I mean, I think, you know, seeing, but that's, that's the worst thing too. And I do not have life figured out. Let me tell you. Um, I, I do don't not, either. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, like I'm, I'm only 24 and I, ho- I have hopefully a lot of life to live. <laughs> I would hope. Um, but you know, and I have a lot of potential too. There's certain areas where I don't know what that potential is. And that's, what's really scary to me. Um, and I see people, I see people trying me, Ryan, Levi right now, we're all in the process of doing 75 day hard. Mm-hmm. The potential is through the roof, Oh but, yeah. but it's getting there though. That is, you know, that's how the, again, how you grow. I kind of touched on it before, but you know, I just, I don't know. You show up mm-hmm. 
when they show up at that detox center, they have to be intentional about it and say, South Broadway is the life I don't ever want to live anymore. And I want to get the hell out of there. So I'm not even going to communicate with that friend group. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. And then, and then I'm going to look at my upbringing and I'm going to say, I don't want my kids to be 18, 19 years old with a security guard in front of me saying, dude, get the hell out of here. Go to detox tomorrow. I don't want my kids to have to have that conversation with a security guard. Yeah. So what do personally, what personal responsibility do I have to take today to prevent that from happening 18 years from now? Look, so often we are so focused on the past. Mm -hmm. Yes. So focused on the past and we don't look to the future. I think one thing when, when I was extremely depressed, one thing I had to learn to look at was who do I want to be tomorrow? Yeah. And so like, if I have this perspective of who I want to be tomorrow, then I have something to aim for. Yeah. And because I have something to aim for, I have a reason to wake up the next day. Yeah, absolutely. So depression isn't so hard and that Glock on the side of my bed doesn't seem so easy to pull the trigger. Yeah. Because life is about tomorrow. Yeah. And the problem is we're not even promised tomorrow. Yep. Right. So, so, so if, if, if I can maximize today, mm-hmm. you know, that's all, that's all you have. You got right, 24 hours r- in a r- day, r- write down the objectives that you have. Mm-hmm. And capitalize on those objectives. And I think this is the thing that we're learning in 75 Hard. You've already done the challenge uh, previously. Um, But what you learn is like, no, I got to push for that last rep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my feet are tired and I'm mentally and physically drained from working all day. But I got to show up to that gym. Exactly. That's for anybody struggling. It's kind of side topic. But anybody struggling like with the gym stuff, dude, the hardest part is just getting there. Um, I am. I'm no bodybuilder. (laughs) um (laughs) but um no but just you know just getting there and showing up you know it showing up means you know whether you show up to the gym you show up to your job and you're giving everything you have every single day and i know i know it can get exhausting i'm I'm sure on it what are what are your hours like whenever you work dude 9 p.m to 5 a.m yeah, dude. Tuesday through Saturday. Especially it at, sucks. Dude, especially at nighttime. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, that has to be horrible. And that's... And know, for, we have 2,500 customers a night that I'm engaging with. Yeah. Because yeah, I work for a convenience store. Yeah. So it's like mentally draining. Um, but you have to choose to rise above it. See, and that's... Dude, right now, prime, prime example. I don't mean to like toot my own horn. But I've been like really, really, really proud of myself lately because like... My numbers doing, I'm so doing roofing and stuff right now. Like, again, it's really hot. My numbers were crap for a while. And because I was getting complacent, I was being lazy. And I was just like, oh, dude, you know, I, I want to go outside. I want to, I want to have a beer. I want to hang out with my friends, you know, whatever. Enjoy the life. Right. But like, that's not putting food on the plate. It's not putting clothes on my back right. and a roof over my head, you know? And so I don't know, but like, so waking up in the morning, Dude, it sucks. <laughs> when, I wake, when, I, when I say waking up in the morning, I don't want to show up. Yeah, like you know, like and when I say waking up in the morning, I do want to wake up. I just don't want to go to work. Um, but num- number one, the people around me, I think, is this is another thing that I want to touch on uh, after this little part. But um, the people that you surround yourself with is who you become, and so that's why. True. And so that's like whenever you're a negative person, you're complaining, you're feeling bad for yourself twenty four seven, blah blah. 
and you start doing that around you, people people pick up on that negative like that negative energy and stuff yeah. too. And so one thing with my team, dude, there are some savages, dude. Like we're we're out there right now. It's getting a little hot, so we're out there from like nine a.m. to noon. But um, but dude, even when it was freezing cold, we were out there from you know nine in the morning till five, knocking doors. Yes, I'm your favorite person that knocks on your door. Um, but you know, but dude, no but, soliciting. Yeah, I don't knock those. I've I've learned my lesson. But um, no, but I mean, I think that just like, but going up to the door, dude, I I get faced with rejection every single day. So that like that to me, like waking up and knowing that I'm gonna get rejected, I'm gonna get cussed out. I had somebody tell me to kill myself uh, at the, at the door one time, and I was like, "Dude, like this is insane." Um, but you know, just showing up there every day, you just have to wipe that off your back, you know, whatever. And um, I don't know, you just have to keep pushing and stuff too. And it's just, it just keep showing up. You know, consistency is so key in so many things, whether it's oh, yeah. with the work, the gym, the like. You know, keeping a, a healthy relationship with your with your family, your friends, your relationship. You know, consistency is is massive. Right. Um, and so, so you have the sense of community with your coworkers, yes. which inspires you to continue to show up even Absolutely. in the midst of consistently being rejected. Yeah. And I think like this is one thing that us men must realize and recognize within the dating world is that all of us are going to experience rejection from oh, dude, women. I don't, and dude, we I don't need, fear that anymore. I don't fear that. <laughs> but, but we need men there that yeah. are like, hey, bro, it's good, man. Yep. You got the next one, man. That yeah. little bit of encouragement, yeah, bro. And that sure. sense of... Like you're going to show up again. Yeah. You got knocked down today. Show up again. Yep. It's it's okay. And I don't mean go out and be desperate. Yeah. Okay. I don't mean go up and walk up to every girl at Walmart because you want love <laughs> so bad. Uh, but you have this girl in your mind, you know that that you've seen oh, I you were, frequently. I, I thought you were telling me that I had yeah. a girl mind. I was like, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but for, for a long time, you've wanted to talk to her, right? Yeah. Like you, you've, uh, you've engaged with her on like maybe like a, a cordial friendly level on mm. a regular basis. Uh, but you've never like took that conversation to the next step yeah, next to say, Hey, I have feelings for you. Yeah. And maybe that's because you don't want to be rejected or maybe you're just, um, you're nervous that it may end the friendship. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, then why do you continue to talk to her? Yeah. Are you continuing to talk to her because you honestly and genuinely want to be a friend with her? Yeah. Maybe. But what do you honestly want? Yeah. You want her to be your girlfriend. You want you want her to be your ride or die, bro. And so, like, when are you going to, like, take that step of courage? You know, yeah. to just be like, yo, I like you. I feel like our, our friendship is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. And I would like to take this the next step. And yeah. honestly, I don't even know how to approach that conversation. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm laughing. I'm, la I'm laughing at Ryan in the background. Like, like I, I don't even know how to approach that. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, we got to take on the courage to do it yeah. at some point. We can't, like, just, like miserably watch this girl that yeah. we've had our eye on for so long go and hook up with a guy across the street and it's like the skinny guy that like doesn't bench more than one plate and he like vapes and drinks religiously and yeah and you're like i'm like that's what i'm like that's my competition I, I purchased my house i make a hundred grand a year i've worked so hard for everything that i have and here's this dude over here eating microwave pizza <laughs> And playing video games all day long, not doing anything else with his life. Bro, that's 
And, that's and he wins the girl I always wanted because I didn't have the courage. Dude, take the opportunity, bro. Yeah. Shoot or shoot, bro. Shoot or shoot. Yeah. Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you, you don't, don't take, take, baby. Michael Scott. Yeah. Uh, is that Michael Scott? I thought it was Michael Jordan. I, honestly, I didn't know. I made it I on a TikTok and I, like somebody commented that in the comment section. I was like, I saw I'm an the, idiot. I'm deleting that. No, one. I saw I saw in the office or whatever. He like wrote it down. It was like the quote and it was like the person who said it. And then after that, he marked his name and it said Michael Scott. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, yeah, that's that's one thing for like, you know, touch on relationships at all I yeah it's kind of like from i know from kind of like the victim mentality and stuff too but i was going to kind of touch on something too. oh absolutely man. um and this is me kind of being vulnerable so uh forgive me if i get red but um it's okay i'll rub your thigh <laughs> yeah anyway um uh, now so i mean um she who shall not be named um I, I dated a girl for a little bit and stuff too. And, you know, I was in high school to early college and stuff, whatever too. And I was by no means, you know, the best boyfriend. I, you know, I was still trying to figure everything out and stuff too. Um, but that was like one of the hard things that I won't even go into like the actual relationship itself, but the breakup and stuff though, um, you know, it was, it was hundred percent on me. Um, it was everything that I did wrong and I take full fault, but going about it after was really hard because it was so easy for me to sit and just be like, you know, Oh, why me? Why me? And I did that for about a week. And then I finally was like, dude, what am I doing, bro? (laughs) I was like, why am I not in the gym? I'm about to be the (laughs) sexiest dude she's ever seen when she makes eye contact with me again, bro. (laughs) I was like, I'm about to be greased up in oil, big old muscles. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had to hit it, dude. I was like, Greased up in oh, oil. Hey, <laughs> I am not Italian, but I am tan. No, um, but that that was like one thing that you know it was really easy for me to sit and be like, oh, like I got dumped, you know. And it was like a four year long relationship. It was a pretty long time, um, but you know things happen, you know whatever. And I've learned. I've I've talked to other people. And I've been in you know situationships, talking stages, and stuff like you know, um, like since then. Um, but I've, I've learned a lot as I've grown up and I just, you know, again, they, it, it's just like the whole thing for cheating. Okay. I don't advocate for cheating. Okay. But I don't understand. I don't know what I, how, like mine just blanked. Um, for, for cheating people, like if, if you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. I can't stop you. Right. But I'm, I refuse to look stupid though and sit and, and wait, you know, for like, you know, to find out whatever. It's okay, but, honey. I love you. Yeah. I, I know that you did it twice, but, uh, but I, okay. I, I believe you won't do it again. Yeah. Don't ever yeah, do no. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you get out. And yeah. The, yeah. Don't, don't stick with that. Um, but you know, but people that, you know, get cheated on, that's why like my thing now is that my guard was so high up and I, I knew that my ex, I knew she would never do that. I didn't have to worry about that at all. But, um, but I don't know. I think like nowadays and stuff too. People's guards are so high that like they don't want to. They don't want to let love in. They don't want to let anything in. I guess I don't know. Um, they don't want to dig to the like the prime root of everything. Dude, I agree with that. Yeah, and I mean, I just feel like, and I don't know if it's. I, I know this sounds really weird, but like social media, having Instagram. Like, have you ever had like a girl or anything that you were dating, whatever? Like, you can't you can't follow this girl. You can't like her. Like, why are you liking her pictures? Have you ever had that happen to you? 
No, honestly, dude, I, I don't engage with many women on social media because uh, I'm sorry, ladies. Actually, I'm not sorry. You need to take some responsibility here as well. But uh, when you go out uh, posting pictures that are to seek attention, i.e. your bikini pictures on your Instagram and showing off your body to get likes and follows, and that's the only way that you can encourage people to come to your social media platform uh, that's so shallow yep. and therefore I won't engage. I won't encourage that by liking it. And what a simp of a man who goes and purchases her only fans, bro, that I... pays for her premium. Like, are, are, are you kidding me? Like you have no ability to communicate with a woman. So you and your like five finger death punch hand are going to go to war with the snake in your pants. Like seriously, bro. Yeah. In the middle of the night, because you can't communicate with a woman to, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not, have, I'm not have saying a genuine go, conversation. Yeah. You're scared about it. And I'm not saying like go out and hook up. Yeah. Hook up culture is detrimental. That's yeah. not, that's oh, not what I'm saying. That and that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, you would rather turn to your hand. Then have to potentially face the fear of rejection by going up and talking to a woman that you're interested in. Because your hand, your hand's not going to reject you. Exactly, because <laughs> this is easy. And see, and your I, hand's I, not I, I don't mean reject that. Reject you. I, I mean, I don't mean. <laughs> we got Ryan over here in the corner room, dude. He's dying. I don't. I don't mean that in like advocating for you know doing that. You know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, man, that's that's the thing though nowadays that like people um, again since COVID and stuff too, you know, I know that it took a lot of like the younger, the, the, sorry, the younger generation, um, you know, they were playing Fortnite and they were all over TikTok and, you know, X, Y, Z, all this, all these things. But then uh, like everything gets, you know, no mask anymore. You can go out in public and things like that. And people are like, Oh my gosh. Like we can literally sit in a room and we'll just be on our phones. I'm like, what? I'm like, it makes no sense. Exactly. Um, and so I don't know, just like the form of communication and things like that. Um, are like dead now i don't know but yeah um i don't know how we really got on this uh, okay okay and dude i i mean i was i, I was feeling that but I, yeah. I, I i i can tie all this this back in okay. real quick in that like obviously we're running down this rabbit trail but this rabbit trail is a dialogue for us to examine maybe some of the deeper parts inside of us when we're communicating with yeah. women uh when we want a woman and we're scrolling through our social media how we yep. internalize that and become victims oh, yes. to ourselves yep. and then we're like okay well i'll just satisfy myself and then the the, the the problem with all of this is we never grow beyond that by exactly. living this type of lifestyle yep. so is 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 victimization a choice then i i still i, I, I think there, it is i mean there, there's genuine victims yeah, like and I've seen sure. genuine victims. I worked in law enforcement for yeah. five years, right? Like and, and there's genuine victims. And I was gonna say I don't want to put I don't want to put anybody in a box. And so, like more more importantly, like more than anything, I don't want to put anybody in a box. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of your trauma or of your past, you know, situations stuff that you've you've had to come up and go go through. Um, you know, I think because my mindset on it is that everybody goes through something at some point in their life, and it's just you know how you go about it and stuff after you know which builds you. And it's kind of what I said before, but I definitely want to make sure that y'all know too, that I'm not, I don't want to put anybody in a box because there, right, there's right. two different types of, of victimization. I think that like, you know, the feel, feel sorry for me and you write it out for your, your entire life or for years and years and years on countless. I don't want to, I'm, I would be sounding like a hypocrite if I said that I 
have never done that before. I'm, right. I'm not perfect. You know, I've, yeah. I've definitely played that game before. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I think victimization to me is just, the, it's the consistency of feeling bad for yourself and like you're expecting change, but like, it's never going to happen if you, if you keep having that mindset. Yeah. The, the, the true victim is the person that was totally unsuspecting of anything. Yes. Right. And you're given a hand that was dealt to you that was totally outside of your realm of control. Yes. Like maybe that's you walking out of the gas station one day and some random guy walks up and says, Hey, give me your purse. Yeah. And it happened like that. Mm -hmm. And you were just there at the right time at the right moment with the right person to take advantage of you. Yes. You are a victim there. Yes. Absolutely. 110%. Absolutely. When my dad was an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. I think there's these things in life that are totally outside of our control and we choose to have a perspective on it. And I think the power of perspective is so important in this aspect of victimization is that we choose not to be victims to it. Yes, absolutely. Like we choose to rise above it. We choose to do something different and we articulate who we want to be instead of where we came from. Yes. And then there's, there's the like, other there's, victim. There's like that that growth. Right. You know, like, the, I mean, there's there's no better feeling than going from, you know, having a shit day or shit feeling or a, a really crappy week or something too. And you bounce back. And a lot of that is mental. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, there, there's a lot of factors and stuff that play into the role. But but switching that mindset, switching the, you know, okay, wait, you know, this could this could benefit me in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's I think that's really important. But, you know, that's, you know, it, being a girl and, and nowadays and stuff too, um, you know, of course, you know, there's, there's only fans and bikini pictures and stuff too. I don't think there's ever been more of a time now could, because there's also less gentlemen out there that we have a lot of assholes <laughs> in this world. Dude. Um, you know, I, I went on a date with this girl one time. This wasn't too long ago, but it's like two or three months ago. Went on a date with this girl and I opened the door for her. And she was kind of like paused, and I was like, "What?" She was like, "I've never had a guy open the door for me before." What? And I was like, "Bro, I was like, are you kidding me?" There's human human decency, you know, whatever. But um, <laughs> well, then there's the feminist that why would you do that for me? Why I don't would you need open you the door? To do that for me? Yeah. Why would you open the door? I'm I'm independent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can open the door myself. Shut up. Let me open that the girl. Door don't for you. deserve you, dude. If, if she's like that, let her go run along yeah. as a stallion in a field by herself. She'll be 45 years old with two kids, bitter and resentful as a single mother. Yep. Um, that's it's the truth. It's where that lifestyle leads. I mean, like, you're not going to let a man take care of you, you're not going to let a man care for you, you're not going to give a man some position in your life because you don't respect men yep. because you're so wrapped up in your feminist mindset. Mm-hmm. No, no. So how do you, how do you feel about the old traditional way of just of life from, from kind of what we were talking about earlier back in the day, man, you know, these guys were out on a farm and working all day, you know, hard work with your hands. Dude, if you don't harvest that corn, <laughs> bro, bro, like you're like, not, think you're about not eating for a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that's, that's the way we are. Cause we, we have, we kind of have the choice of, of that type of discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, if I don't, do this, then my consequence is this. Yeah. And 
you don't, and, work, you don't and, work, you don't but, eat. But, but even though that consequence, we could still obtain. Yeah. Back then, you couldn't obtain it. Nope. If you didn't go out and tend to that field, yeah. and let's say you couldn't really water the corn, maybe you could like bring like a, a bucket up and, and yeah. like water. I mean, think about this. They didn't even have like plumbing systems yeah. to like just turn on the hose and water the the corn and out you in can, the field. Yeah. You, can, you can only you can only pee so much in a day so i know you can't really water that much you know? yeah 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 it like you know they're like out there like putting sticks together to yeah. build like a scarecrow to so, keep the crows away from the corn bro so do, you, like, so do you think the like the traditional way of how you know how kind of what we were talking about prior you know from you know working hard uh, you know all day every day i mean weekends you know I, there's no bars that you're going to back in the 17, 18, whatever, you know, um, you know, how do you think that, how, what is like the biggest thing that you think has changed in the sense? And I kind of, I know we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Mm -hmm. what do you think changed kind of where everything went wrong? And I feel like it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't 60 years ago. I think it was like a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think number one, social media, media, the news, you know, kind of what you were touching on, you know, Fox, CNN, you know, things like that, all these negative things that like those things didn't really get as broadcasted and the, the agenda and propaganda thrown in our face until we got, you know, until we got one of these and you can see it all the time mm-hmm. back in the day. Like they didn't have that. I feel like the world was so much uh, like, so, like just very happy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I know that life is not perfect for everybody, but I feel like our, like our country back it's, then, it's, it's, it's weird to me. Because, like, I remember when I was 16 years old, I was miserable. Really? I remember my emotions at the time. Well, but I look back to the time, mm. and I think of it fondly. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I was having a great time. But internally, I, I know that I was struggling. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I think I think that there's this, like, dynamic that we miss. Like, we, we, can, we can understand the last two years has sucked. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, we can understand, like, going through COVID... And losing relationships, a potential job loss, or going into debt like I have to the point where, like, there's no return from this. And, like, all of this sucks. And I can articulate that in the last two years. But when I look beyond five, I think of it fondly. For some reason, and I don't don't quite know why that is. Mm -hmm. But you, you asked me where I think that all of this went wrong. Okay. The generation that had it the hardest, which was my grandparents, my great grandparents' generation, yeah. going through the Great Depression, mm-hmm. you know, like not knowing there was no modern convenience of food. None. Okay, like there were like soup lines for you to go get food potentially yeah. if you were in an area that could offer some type of welfare yeah. like that to the people in that community. But the truth was, then you also had the Dust Bowl going on at the same time. I'm from the Midwest, Kansas, yo. Dust Bowl <laughs> was going on. There wasn't crops. There yeah. wasn't food. Yeah. And so then this, there's this change um, from the welfare state in, in uh, 1935, I believe, I believe it was that year that Franklin D. Roosevelt instituted the welfare state, and this kind of started the push for government to begin taking care of people. Yeah. And then World War II comes, and everybody like is showing up to work 
because we're going to war with Japan yeah. and we're going to beat them damn Nazis, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, like, the, the there was a sense of camaraderie. There was a sense of community and it brought America together even in the midst of our misery. Yeah. And then the 1950s come and it's all this new prosperity and women that were in the factories putting together war machines and being nurses and getting into the workforce in the 1940s during the war are now wanting to go out and get involved into the workforce in the 1950s. And so then there's all this massive prosperity. I mean, you look at culture at that time, man, you're thinking about Elvis Presley. You're thinking about Johnny Cash. I mean, even going into the 60s, the temptations, Jimi Hendrix. Bro, you're thinking of all of this like great renewed like just prosperity driven um, mentality. And then something changes in the sixties. John F. Kennedy dies, right? He gets, he gets shot and like America loses a sense of hope. And we go to war with Vietnam and immediately the American society flips a script on how we viewed our government. Yeah. And we viewed the government as now it's time Lyndon B. Johnson to develop the great society. And this is where we instituted the welfare state for the single mother, where it almost became a benefit for the single mother uh, to be to leave her husband. And yeah, there's like this female rights uh, conversation in that. And I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole. But what I'm saying is that there's women that do leave good men just because he's boring. I mean, I don't want to be with him no more. He yeah. may be a good father to the children, but it's so easy to yeah, get a divorce. A, yeah, he's a, he's just, a doctor. You know, he's out here saving lives. But yeah, like, you could just that, walk like, in. Not. You could just walk in and be like, I'm filing for a divorce today, yo. And yep. it's that easy. And yep. like divorce shouldn't be that easy. I said till death do us part. Yo, I'm here till I die. Yeah, bro, if take, I'm putting a yep. ring on you, I'm here till I die. So, so this, there was this change in how we viewed the family. It changed the family structure in, in, the, in the late 1960s. And the loss of um, trust in our government. Then Nixon gets, uh, gets caught up in Watergate, right? Yep. Oh, man, now the, now the biggest office in America has just, you know, collapsed. And then we also leave the gold standard in the midst of that time as well. So not not only are we losing what we've always backed our country on and said, this is the value of the dollar. This is what we base the value of the dollar off of. We went away from that. And so what this did was it created inflation that we experienced in the 70s, which led to the recession in the 80s, right? But then you think about the 80s, and the 80s is an absolutely phenomenal time, dude. Like, you got Michael Jackson, bro. Like, you're talking, like, some pop culture stuff here. You know, like, you got Michael Jackson. You got, like, Full House. You know, all these, like, great... Dude, dude, our childhood. Like, all these great things about life going on in the 80s and then there's also this movement of like um criminal justice reform um you're you're talking about the civil rights movement i mean has really kind of uh came around and 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 like this is where um in the early 90s you start looking at um la and the rodney king situation and then you have this perspective of police brutality and so there was like and, and obviously rodney king that was a terrible situation i say that as a prior law enforcement officer like this is clear as day like they should not have been doing that to rodney king like that was 120 percent wrong and there was something wrong with that police department and that needs needed to be corrected changed and 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 so there was this call for change even within the criminal justice system for the african-american community 
community. And then in the 90s, I think we kind of had like in, in the mid to late 90s, we kind of had this level out, man. Yeah. We kind of had this like really good kind of period. Like when I was growing up and I was going to school, man, things seemed to be like really stinking good, dude. Like everybody was like kind of like well put together. The family was like really important. Then 9-11 happened. I was just about to say that. Dude, and, and when 9-11 happened, there was something really good. And, and I, I, this, again, power of perspective in the midst of tragedy, mm -hmm. okay? The power of perspective was, is that, like, all of this for the last 30 years of, like, loss of trust in our government, loss of trust in our law enforcement, yeah. and lack of appreciation for our first responders was now top priority because we were going to get them bastards back that did that to us. And so we all had yep. this common mentality about one another, yep. you know, and we're like, we're Americans. We're here for, for one another. Yeah. I'll bleed, I'll bleed the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Here to help. And then like, and then like 2005 Katrina happens. Right. Yep. And instead of George Bush going out on the ground, George Bush flies over the city. Yeah. Okay, and when he flies over the city, what it says to that community is, wow, he really doesn't care about us. He doesn't want to be down here with us. And they're all packed into this freaking they're stadium, trapped. the yeah. Saints Stadium. Um, what was it? It's not Superdome. Anyways, they're all packed in into this like like a herd of cattle, bro. Yeah. And so they're like losing all of this trust. Like, hey, you know, we just went through disaster. Like, we are truly victims to this storm. Yes, and absolutely. we need some absolute help right now. Mm -hmm. And we don't feel that we have that justified feeling, yeah. right? And then, and then after 2005, then you have Barack Obama who institutes this whole message. What was his slogan? Change. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I his I can't slogan? Believe, I can't believe it's been that long that he's, he was in office. It, well, it feels like forever ago, but it also feels like just yesterday. And, um, and but he, that's, that's another thing, though, too, that, I mean, like, you know— I think politics have corrupted a lot of our, our a lot of our minds, and that's I'm not even saying just on the Republican side or on the Democrat side, just all the propaganda just in general has shaped us like shaped us, and I feel like that is the more victim mentality. I think is where a lot of that comes from, because it's like oh well these people are you know they're not being heard, okay, well then like but there's always other people. Like it doesn't, it does not yeah. matter your religion, the color of your skin, your sexuality, none of those things. Like, I mean, the, everybody goes, th again, everybody goes through something. It does not matter what you are, what you identify as, what, whatever. Um, but I don't know, man. I just, I just think, I, I mean, you just nailed it right on the head and stuff though with all the, you know, I got a little history lesson. Dude, I, I'm uh, not, I'm not even done yet, man. We're just 2008. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, and that, that's, that's a thing though, too, that like. You know, I mean, it's, I guess it really has been, you know, I was sitting here just a few minutes ago saying, you know, I felt like it was only a couple of years ago, but I mean, you're, you're right. I feel like everybody, history repeats itself. Um, and I think that's very, um, I think it's accurate to say, oh, yeah. um, you know, from the great depression, I mean, from all the stuff back then and then going through COVID going through inflation right now. And that, that is something that like, you know, I, I definitely see, um, especially like nowadays, you know, at like it's not just me or it's not just you or it's not just you know, anybody that's having to deal with inflation. It's everybody. And that sucks. Like not, not being able to, you know, travel. And I'm sure everybody wants to go to the Bahamas and they want to go to Cabo and they want to, you know, they want to experience life. You know, they want to travel and have fun. Right. It's really hard to do that right now. Dude, have you ever been on vacation for more than two weeks? 
No, I've, dude, I haven't been. been on, what, about, what about a week? Have you ever been on vacation for so long that you can't wait to get back to go to work? Back to school, <laughs> Which, <laughs> believe it or not. But like that, get get back into the routine. Yeah, get back into the structure. Get back to reality like, because once once I once I'm living in that fantasy world for like you know a week, you know, th- I think the longest vacation I ever took was like four days, and we went to Cabo, yeah. and it was for like a graduation and you know, blah, blah blah. But like, dude, after that, I was just like, dude, I want to like eat hamburger helper i'm tired of these like i'm I'm tired of these drinks being handed to me um no but i mean like yeah i'm tired of the ribeye steak yeah. dude i just i just want some hamburger i want to go back to struggling you know uh, <laughs> for me um but yeah um i don't really know where we're going after that. um no but like like so i've like gone on vacations and i'm like i can't wait to get back to work yo I can't wait to get back into some structure because at, at the same time, what, what you're doing when you're on vacation is you're kind of like living like a chaotic life. Yes. You know, in the, I mean, you're, you're taking a break and there's nothing wrong with taking a break, but my, it's a little bit chaotic. My you don't OCD, know what tomorrow is going yep, to bring. Dude, my OCD kicks, kicks my ass whenever I'm doing something that I'm like, not like if I, if I take a weekend off from work or something, cause mm-hmm. I usually work Monday through Saturday and, um, when storm, when storms call, um, but, you know, usually I work the weekends and stuff, too. But, like, dude, I, I get into this mindset. If I take a more than three, three four days off, um, I get in this, like, I, get, I don't have any, I don't have any routine. I don't have a, I don't have a mm-hmm. schedule. And I'm so OCD that I'm like, okay. And that's why I work a 1099 job. So it's kind of like you don't really, you don't clock in, you don't clock out. You just kind of work when you work. And that's the thing that's really hard because I have to hold myself accountable dude you have to be so disciplined and dude and that's the thing waking up in the morning because that's the coolest time of the day is in the morning time right to be able to knock doors and talk to people and stuff you know this and that even on the weekends dude i'm out here sacrificing and i'm having to get my ass up every single day and i'm like do i really want to do it and i'm like "Ah," i'm like paychecks sound really nice you know (laughs) then that's gonna get me closer to cabo no um but yeah i mean that's just like you know like you said too just showing up and everything as well you know i mean you just gotta Point is, point is, point is consistency, yeah, bro. And, 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 and that chaos that, that the freedom that you feel when you're on vacation, you can only experience that yep. happiness and gratification for a certain amount of time until you need structure again yep. to give you a reason to wake up in the morning. Cause I'll tell you this right now, right now you probably feel miserable cause you haven't taken a vacation in six months and you're like, <laughs> I really need a week break. And that's 100% understandable. Yeah. But six months into that lifestyle of you sitting on that beach every day by yourself, drinking a margarita while this woman in a bikini that you'll never have the opportunity to date or anything (laughs) continues to bring you the drink every day. And they're like, good morning, Mr. Kennedy. Here's your strawberry margarita. And it's like the same thing. How'd you know I was a a strawberry guy? (laughs) Right. And so like, like you get into this, like. Man, that's all I have to look forward to is that yep. drink. All I have to look forward to is just to sit on the beach. And and to me, that's not the key to happiness is no. just sitting on that beach in life. My no. my key to happiness is being able to say, wow, Levi, 20 years old, you bought a $70,000 house. By yep. 50 years old, you own 10 properties. Yeah, You live in a $500,000 home and you yep. have four amazing children and a awesome wife that love you more than anything because of what you've provided yeah that's the thing too don't you don't you feel like it's just like going to the gym especially right now that we're doing 75 day hard and everything right i don't know about you but dude for me 
I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, do I really want to go to the gym? And I'm like, no, nobody, nobody can see what I'm doing. Right. No, nobody knows. But then like, but going number one, if you don't go, you're going to feel guilty. You're going to have that guilty conscience, bro. <laughs> and that, that, that is like, it's like whenever my mom, not that I don't know if she ever really said this, but it's like, if my mom were, were like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Bro, that <laughs> would eat me alive. Anytime be hearing that, hearing that somebody's disappointed in me. Oh my God. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, just like showing up though, you just, you feel so much better about yourself whenever you're on vacation and like you truly earned it, bro, there's no better feeling. There's no, there's no better feeling oh, like yeah. when you go on a trip or like even for yourself, dude, I know you've been working your ass off and stuff too. And yeah. like in the transition of the jobs and stuff like that too, man, I know that's rough mm. props to you for doing it. Um, but then even coming down here for like what, 24 hours, you know, whatever, yeah. And you're down here, and it's I'm sure it feels so nice because you've worked so hard for it that you right. can, like, truly relax and enjoy and know that you, like, you know, I give it my Dude, all. He, he, here's the thing, man. I, I've been in so many life-or-death situations in the last two months. Many of you haven't been in a fight in years and years and years and years. I was probably just in a fight two weeks ago. And um, so when I look at my life, I'm like, yo, like, truly. I mean, not to be cliche, I live it up for the weekend, baby. If I'm going to Dallas for the weekend and I only got, you know, 36 hours to be there, yep. I'm going, baby. <laughs> I'm going. Hell yeah. And I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah. I'm going to sleep on an Arab mattress for two hours to come down here and sit down with Evan Kennedy and record a podcast for an hour and a half hey, talking can... about victimization. Yep. And my mind is just going to peel back like the layers of an onion because you know what I'm not victimized to? this moment yeah i'm so, not a victim to being tired and that's the dude that's the, that's another thing like just living in the moment is so nice and i feel like we i feel like we go over and over and over on looking at you know okay tomorrow i remember not to tie this back and i really don't want to but i'm going to i remember like my ex <laughs> whenever like we we would hang out dude i was i was so young so i was you know it was first love you know whatever i was like always looking for like the next time we we're gonna hang out Oh, like, are we going to go on date night tomorrow? Are we going to blah, blah, blah? And I'd sit there, but like, I don't know if I was really enjoying the moment. Like, like in that time. And I feel like that, like that, I don't know why, but it's like that part that I still don't have. You can't get time back, you know? Right. Right. And so that's, that's the thing that like I eat that eats at me and stuff now still is like, did I really get to enjoy every little piece of that? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, cause when you, when you're in the moment stuff, you learn so much more. Right. And so, it's just like, I don't know if I have all of that. And right. so, but I don't know. So now I think that's my biggest thing is trying to live in the moment right. and really take in everything. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Because like when you're in life and death situations all the time, yeah, you don't have the opportunity to take for granted that, Hey, I get to go grab coffee with Ryan this morning, yeah, bro. Because tomorrow I can show up to work and I can die. Yeah. And Ryan, Evan, Moses, Whoever I come into contact with will never see me again. Yeah. So then you you think about the positive perspective of that is like, what influence can I have on each one of these individual people yep. in a positive light? And so like you, you capture the moment by having this positive perspective exactly. and living life to its absolute fullest yeah. because you know death is staring at you in the face on Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like that's really the way I look at it because I want Evan, if, if I died on Tuesday, I'd want you to look back and say, yo, 
that was the best time I had with Levi was sitting behind Hell that yeah. microphone. And, and, and it was even better to sit behind that microphone than to be down at the stockyards in Fort Worth dancing. You know, this hey, is like... Cheers, cheers to Celsius. No alcohol. Yes. <laughs> I'm alcohol free, bro. Alcohol free. Which, that's another thing, dude. I mean, like, dude, it's just like... I guess, I guess, like all of this, uh, just coming back to victimization. Yeah, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. Let, hey, don't dude. miss do the opportunity to experience the joy of gratitude because you're victimizing yourself to prior experiences. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Dude, because this, this life, man, life, brother, dude, I love you. Love you too. <laughs> and and it's just like dude we just have so much man so much opportunity so much potential and if we're not capturing that man we're wasting see it. our breath today yeah. and see that that's, that's the thing though too that like you know what's the difference between working a, a minimum wage job and making a million dollars and stuff too i'm not saying that you probably got you know you might not have the highest paying job you might not have you know all the cards you know that you're dealt with they might not be great cards mm-hmm but like you gotta play them right, you know, yeah. and you just gotta you just gotta enjoy everything that you do have and stuff too. Because I mean, like you said, man, like you know, anything could happen to anybody, you know. Yeah. Um, not to make it super deep and stuff, but you know, I, I lost my stepdad back in September, and man, that Thanksgiving after, dude, I was given hella thanks, you know, to all my family and stuff too, because it wasn't really expected, and so it really made me. I was really at peace with everything, but that's also because I was living in the moment with my stepdad in the moment, but like, you know, moments before, and I was, I was there throughout everything. And for the, the last years and stuff, man, he was hell of a stepdad, um, but really a dad. Um, but anyway, it was just like, but being in the moment with him, I remember like whenever the breakup happened, dude, he came up there and cried in my bed with me. I was like, bro, look at us. Like, what are we doing? Like, I'm, um, but anyway, I mean, it's just, you know, processing those moments and stuff with people is is huge. And living in the moment and not, you know, not not batting away from uh, looking in the future of like, oh, am I going to, I'll see, I'll see them later. You, know, right. you don't, you don't know if you're going to. Exactly. And so it's just take, taking the time that you have with others and stuff too, man. Mm-hmm. You know, laugh, smile, get some sun. And this you know, is why, this is why I had, dude, this is why. Um, 75 hard for, for me on, on maybe, uh, an emotional level yeah. was like dropping the bottle, man. Yeah. And like, I had to make a video of me pouring out those bottles. Um, because here's the thing, dude, the day before yeah, I was like, this is the last time I'm going to drink. Yeah. If not the very last time, it'll be a long time before I do drink again. Yeah. And I have to have like a physical display yeah. of like this is me giving it up. Yeah. And, and you get and you get results and it's from like, that. It's so like beneficial. passing away. It's yeah. like the passing away of the old me and yep. bringing on the new me. So rebirth. But 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 I, I wanted I wanted to um, sacrifice myself to it one last time. Yeah. You know, and and so the day before, I was like, I'm going to try and drink all the alcohol in my house. I had nine beers, had three quarters of a bottle of vodka. I had half a bottle of Jim Beam, <laughs> and and I had a quarter of a of a bottle of Maker's Mark, and I'm like, I'm going to drink as much as I possibly can. Yeah. And so I crushed the nine beers. I'm still good. Yeah. Okay. I make myself 
two cranberry cocktails with the vodka. Fancy. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Now, now, now I feel a little drunk. Yeah. And then, and then I finished off the bottle of Jim Beam with some Sprite. Okay. Mm-hmm. I started drinking it at 6am. I woke up in the bathtub at 1pm <laughs> in the water. And I was like, Whoo. yeah. Whoo. And then I said to myself, so happy I don't have to feel this way again. Yep. See, that, <laughs> so that next day, bro, I'm like, kadoosh, 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 kadoosh yep. into the freaking sink with the rest that was left. Dude, and it's, it's like I said, it's such a good feeling whenever you, whenever you bust your ass for something, you know, and it's like, you know, you, you know, even if it's partying and stuff, you know, I went to a party school, um, in college and stuff too, man, I partied every night, man. And it was, it was so much fun. I don't, I still don't regret it to this day. I had all the experiences that I've had and everything. I mean, it's been, been life changing. But now that I've gotten that out of the way and I can grow from that and I can see that alcohol has no benefit to my life at all. Absolutely. And, and seeing that, having an alcoholic parent and stuff in my family as well and seeing that myself, I was like, I don't want that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I don't know, changing your ways and stuff for the better, man. It's it's the best feeling just internally, um, you know, but that's the thing. Nobody's going to pat your back nobody's gonna say anything it's all, all right. it's all it's all in here and in here and dude it's just oh it's yeah such a, dude. dude it's such a good feeling because it's just like okay i'm like you know somebody somebody can you know yell at me or have an opinion on me you know whatever mm-hmm. say you know i'm i'm white i'm a christian you know I, I lean i lean right okay anyways um but like i'm like that doesn't dictate anything from my past or my future or right now you know right. that that's not anything because people people love to play the race card and you know love to you know play religion and things like that dude i cannot stand that we are all human we all bleed the same um but you know it's just like uh, just the victim we do man and 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 you know here's the thing bro uh i i i see the divide yeah. right um what do you what do you think the divide started curious i want your honest opinion at adam um um Cain. I think it was Cain. Cain and Abel. That's when the divide started. See, the the point of humanity is that we will always be divided in some aspects. Yeah. Cain killed Abel. Cain killed Abel out of his selfishness. See, and in the midst of our selfishness, maybe we internalize so much that we're willing to hurt other people around us. Yeah. And we don't realize the spirit of Cain is inside of each one of us. Yeah. That we have that dark side. Yeah. That dark side that wants to hurt other people. And if we don't learn to tame Cain, the spirit of Cain, then we may never have the positive influence on people. We may never have the impact on people. We may never speak life into people. We may never plant a seed in people of hope and perseverance. Do Do you think that we're seeing a lot more, you know, Cain... We're talking about, you know, do you, do you think we see a lot more Cain in today's generation than anything? Because um, I feel like, you know, I, f- I feel like a lot of the evil gets, you know, put on display from the news on social media and things like that. But I feel like we don't really see a whole lot of good. Like, you know, I can't tell you the last time that, you know, I remember, I, I can't remember exactly how long ago it was. I think it was probably about a year or two. And um, I don't know if this was in Lubbock or in Fort Worth or where it was, but there were like, 200 kids that got sex trafficked and they found them. They were all alive and everything. And that was like the only thing that I could really think back on that was like, 
wow, you know, number one, props to the people that found them. But two, I was just like, I think this is like the first positive thing that I've seen. And it's just everything is so negative. And like I said before, you know, you, you become who you're around and you surround yourself from uh, what, what you watch, the music that you listen to, everything in between. Um, well, what what happens, say we're roommates. Okay. And every day you come home and I'm just constantly negative to you. Mm-hmm. When you leave the house, and I mean all the time, I'm just negative. And you leave the house. How do you go into the world? Angry. Angry and negative. Yeah. That's exactly what media is doing to us. Yeah. It's exactly. making us angry and bitter towards other humans mm-hmm. where we don't love them and give them the grace and mercy that Jesus Christ has for us. Exactly. And I, I think this is so powerful, bro, because it's the truth. Yeah. No, no. Dude, like you go out, you put your best foot forward, you don't know the opportunity in front of you. Yep. Man, when when I when I built when I started building this platform, Evan, like I and I was thinking about this while we're driving down here today. And I'm just like, you know, that moment when I was 26 years old and I was miserable coming out of this relationship and I always had this feeling of wanting to do some type of broadcasting. And so I was like, here's five grand, put it all on a credit card, swipe, 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 swipe. And I bought all of this equipment. I'm like, I'm going to build this platform. And it was going nowhere for five months. And I'm utterly depressed and it's kind of still my therapy. Yes. But I'm like displaying this through arrogance, a sense of confidence. And I, I'm, I'm like failing. And I realized, yo, this isn't going anywhere. And I just spent this five grand and I'm going to <laughs> ethically fail on all this. And let me finish this story because it's going to wrap up back to us. Yeah. And then and then like I got to this place, man, where it was like, man, I got to change. Like, what is it within me? Why don't people want to listen to me? Why don't people understand me? Why don't people love me? Why, why, why me? Yeah. And then, and then, so I opened up this book by Ryan Holiday. It was called Ego is, is the Enemy. Okay. And, and I read that book, dude, and I'm flipping through it. And man, it's just speaking to me. Like maybe everything that's wrong about my world is everything to do with me. Maybe I'm wrong in my perspective of the world. Mm-hmm. And then so I went out a couple weeks later, man, and I spent uh, like like a few hours in the morning time just in prayer and supplication to the Lord. Yeah. First one was, I give my whole life to you. Yeah. Everything about me. I will live to serve you in every aspect of my life. Yeah. I will no longer live for me. Yep. Second thing, take my platform and do what you want with it. Amen. And if it fails, that's that's you telling me that you need to give it up. Yeah, there's something else out there. Right. And three was wisdom. Yeah, I want wisdom, Lord. Yeah. And uh, so the first one was, uh, you know, I'm I'm dying to my old self. Yeah. All of these past hurts, all of these past feelings, all of these past relationships that were like I was internalizing and I was feeling broken by, Lord, they're yours. So I'm going to use them to glorify you. So I'm going to begin to open up about these things on the platform. Yeah. And I kid you not, bro. This uh, like it's amazing how Jesus works, man. Amen. A week later, I go viral on TikTok. Let's go, dude. I'm I'm That's I'm not boy. I'm not kidding you, man. I I had I had 68 followers. Yeah. And overnight, I'm not kidding you. 18,000 the next day. 
That's insane. Did you did you have to turn your phone on like do not disturb? Like did it keep dinging? Dude, I didn't I didn't sleep for twenty hours. I mean, I, like like it was like I was I was I was up for nearly a whole day because I was just like ding ding ding. Dude, yeah. I never had that much attention. Yeah. Well, I'm a small town Kansas boy. Like <laughs> get out of like I, I, and then you, yeah. then you know like oh my gosh she has eighteen thousand. No 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 no. I'm not starstruck. Okay, yeah. I gave this to God. Ego is my enemy. Yeah. Hone that in. I gave it to him. It's yeah. not about me. And so like. There was, for, for about six months, there was this constant check. There was this constant check. Now, I was going live with people all the time. This is where yeah. you kind of come in. I'm going live with people all the time, man. And and I meet your sister. Yeah. Okay? And your sister and I are live battling on TikTok. Want like, I, I want, I want, here's what I want you guys to pull from this. This is how powerful you taking a step, even in the midst of your misery, taking a step and and, and making the most of the opportunities that you have and realizing it's not about you, it's yep. about them. Yep. Okay. And th- this is this is just such a good story for that. And um, so I, I meet your sister. Your sister flies out. We hang out. We have a great time together. Yeah. And, and and she knew that, like, I was still kind of struggling with a couple of things. And she called me. She's like, hey, Levi, uh, I bought us, like, Picos and Rooftop concert. Yeah. At, uh, what what was B- that? At Billy Bob's. At Billy Bob's in Fort Worth, <laughs> Stockyards. Time, dude. Yeah, yeah. So much fun. And so so uh, I, I drove down here that weekend, and I, and I finally got to meet you, Evan. And, and, like, we had, like, just such a great time, man. We felt like long-lost friends. Dude, for, brothers, like, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's like we were in Never Never Land with Peter Pan uh, for, for like a really long time. Then we came back to reality and yeah. we're like, life sucks. But yeah. then we met again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> this is my, this is my friend. He's off camera right now, but I got to meet Ryan today for the first time. He's smiling over there. He's all giggly and cute. Yeah. I, I love, I love Ryan. Yeah. Blew, blew me a kiss. And then, and then, and then there's another aspect in here, man. Um, last July, I started up a, a podcast with a good friend of mine, uh, Samantha Jimenez, that I met through TikTok. Okay. And um, Samantha introduced me to Moses. And okay. Moses opened up his house tonight for us to do this podcast. Bro. Yo, I'm just saying, God works in awesome, mysterious ways. Please. And we can develop relationships that are absolutely incredible if we just understand the power of taking the responsibility of that first step, yeah. taking the opportunity, developing the relationships, and recognizing Evan's not so bad. Moses isn't so bad. Yeah. The world isn't so bad. There's love out there, yep. and there's people that want to be involved in your life. Bro, and this, this bro, Jesus... Bro, Jesus did this. Yeah. Not Levi. Jesus did this. Yeah. He worked on my heart, dude. He brought, like, he let me go to the depths of hell, you know, I, emotionally. I, I, man, I, I read this the other day on, um, I don't know if it was, I have this little app. It was like a morning devotional type thing. Um, and, I don't know, it put things kind of into perspective for me. Um, it was talking about just not not giving up on what you have right now, but working, having, having a goal and working towards something. And, but whenever you're working towards something, you have to be consistent. You have to be knowledgeable. So you have to read, you have to study, educate yourself, right? All these things. And that again, you know, I feel like people don't take the opportunity kind of like what you were saying 
Um, you know, and dude, Jesus made Zach Bryan. <laughs> like, dude, let's go. Uh, what a guy, both of them. I've been coming um, down on a greyhound that is westbound to the sea. Ah, dude, probably, I love it. Being so loud right now. Um, no, but um, I don't know, man. I just, I just think taking taking the opportunity and the initiative to you know to develop friendships and relationships and stuff like that. I mean, man, you know, TikTok and you know social media could could be really negative. But dude, like I've met like one of like the coolest dudes and stuff right. here, and Ryan's off camera. And but you know, I met these guys off TikTok too, um, you know. And it's just like having the opportunity to even like sit and have a podcast. And I've learned so much from him. I've learned a lot from Ryan just on from TikTok and the podcast, and then you know, like off camera stuff, whatever too. Um, kind of how you know a lot of people are, are yes men nowadays, and they don't oh, wanna, yes. they don't they don't really want to disagree with you or question you on anything. I respect the friends that are gonna sit there and tell me how it is um one of one of my best friends uh one of my best friends hayden dude i can say something or like do something and he's like he plays like a, a mom role which is really weird to think about um <laughs> but uh <laughs> mommy no um but he uh i don't know but like he'll he'll rip my ass though and like it's just like it's so nice to be able to have friends like that and you know the transparency and like the genuine um, relationships and stuff too but like if you don't take that initiative to to you know meet somebody and you know you're out with your friends or something or like you know you don't know anybody you go you shake their hand you know um eye contact you know ha have a conversation you never know who you're gonna like who you're gonna meet and the opportunity that it's gonna present you know to you um but yeah this this world appears so dark and, and I, this is the point and all that the, the basis of that narrative is this world appears so dark you know, because social media and news outlets are portraying it that way. Yeah. But it's really not as dark as what we may think it is. And maybe life isn't as hard as how we perceive it. And yes. maybe if we take some responsibility and we take, we capture that opportunity and we take the steps necessary to develop us into the people that we want to be to rise above the challenges that we've experienced, that maybe there's light in that, yeah. that maybe this world isn't so dark, that everything that I once believed that was so miserable about this life isn't so miserable after all. Yeah. And there's beauty in it. Yeah. There's, there's so much, there's so much beauty and opportunity in our life that people just, I don't, I don't think it's that they don't understand. It's like, they just don't see it. Right. Like it, it opportunities present themselves every single day. And I was watching a video. I just showed Ryan and Levi before um, this guy named Andy, Andy Elliott, he's, uh, he's like a sales guy, but he does like some motivational speaking. And, um, he was talking about how like life, like life is so fair. You work your ass off. You're kind to people. You take care of your girl. If you're in a relationship, whatever, a guy, <laughs> whatever, your dog. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you take care of yourself and, and them, you go to work, you bust your ass, you go to the gym, you eat good. You know, like you do all these things and stuff, dude, life is going to treat you perfectly fine. Right. And it's just like, but you got to put, you got to put in. To you you got to continually do the right thing. Exactly. And, and that's hard. And that's, and that's discipline. And, and I was going to say, and I, I struggle with that too. Um, there's a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to put myself on a pedestal of, you know, I'm so great, you know, this and that, you know, we're all imperfect people. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, I make my mistakes, you know, every single day, just like anybody else. But, um, and that's another hard thing, though, too, that I've kind of had to come to terms with. And I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day that I was like, you know, do you think you're a good person? 
I was like, yeah. I'm like, like, what the hell? Like, why are you asking me that? And I was like, do you think I'm a good person? And he was like, yeah. Unless it's a Monday, you know. No, but, um, <laughs> but he was like, he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. But I was like, on what scale? Like, what, like, what dictates a good person? I was like, are we talking about like from like the Bible? Like, are we talking about you know? Because I'm, I, I've right. lied Ma- before. Maybe a good, a good person is subjective. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but like the, like, lying and murder are the two. <laughs> lying, lying and murder are same uh, are the same sin in god's eyes right yeah and so like being a good person just because you know just because you did a nice gesture for somebody because you you know you you helped mommy with the groceries and you, you brought them inside the house it's not getting you to heaven i hate to tell you if it was i, I have a spot written with my name on it she makes me carry those <laughs> yeah, things in do. all the time evan uh, kennedy right here yeah and like in a gold seat Come praise um, the Lord. Yeah, th- that better be like a massage chair too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, lumbar, yeah, <laughs> with some calf action. Um, but <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, wh- what do you think dictates a good person? Because you know, victims and stuff too. You know, we're talking about victimization, and you know, but good people, you know, play victim and stuff too. What do you think? What do you think is the biggest way to overcome victimization? The obvious answer is, man, I, <sighs> I know that's super like, broad. Uh, that's a broad question. Uh, no, no, it's fine. I, I'm just trying to determine how I want to attack that. Um, I think the number one way to attack victimization is, is, again, just coming back to this is like reminding ourselves that this is a matter of perspective yeah. and how I perceive it negatively today can be changed by saying, Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm not thinking that way. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as what I think it is. Yeah. Like, you know, my job, my job is miserable, bro. Yeah. My job, I like, I'll admit, like intrinsically it's miserable. Like you're working in the ghetto, you're working with chaotic people that have no structure in their life yeah and you're the only sense of authority in their life yeah on a day-to-day basis because they're coming in to get their roller dogs yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> I, mean, hey, I don't know about i don't know if anybody uh, goes to i don't know if qt or quick trip is like around everywhere or what but dude they're taquitos steak and cheese oh my god dude i struggle every day because i have to work, sit there for eight <sighs> hours in that store Bro. and they just came out with these like garlic chicken dogs Dude, and I'm like, man, that sounds so good. Oh, that's another I was telling my buddy Zach, I, he's, he was a clerk, man. I was telling him the other day, I was like, dude, when did we get these? He's like, man, we got these, we got these uh, earlier tonight, and I and I put them on, and I had one. Dude, they're phenomenal, bro. But I know you can't have one because you're on your diet. I'm like, hey, bro, come on, you just stepped on my toes. Go to hell. We'll go to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, really, it's it's like, yeah, I can look at this so negative that I'm in all of this chaos and that it's absolutely miserable. But it's that conversation, conversation with that 18, 19 year old kid out in front of the store yeah. where I get to be like, hey, dude, step up. You have potential. Yeah, well, so I get to interact with this community in a positive way. Implementing the things that I've communicated and articulated through having this podcast platform, I get to implement that into a community who would 
potentially never have that. And the, and the, I think that's I think that's really important though too because you know you don't know their background, their their life at home and stuff like that too. That's it's kind of scary and like weird to think about in a way, but like it's kind of like a father figure, like for yeah. stepping up and like saying something to them. They've never had, but they've probably never had structure before. But yeah. also, I, I wanted to touch on this too that like, you know, I, you know, Jesus is King, and you know, I, I put a lot of my faith and stuff in that. But there's also, and you know, God works in mysterious, crazy ways, right? Yeah. But there's also whenever you're in a funk and stuff too, because I also have to. I also have to think about it though from other people's perspectives because maybe not everybody is Christian. Maybe not everybody believes. Right. You know? they, they don't have this hope. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, but victimization comes to all kinds. It does not discriminate what your religion is and what color skin you have, what sex you are, you know, whatever. You have to understand that like nobody is coming to help you. Like nobody's coming to save you. Amen. Like, it, it, like it is your it is your life that you dictate the future. You dictate every decision that you make on a daily basis, and I think that's so important to understand because nobody's gonna hold your hand and walk you through life and be like, "Hey, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you do this." And like, bro, if that was the case, we wouldn't need God. Number one, like, right. you know, like it, that's that's why we struggle and stuff too. If the life was if if well, the world was so perfect and stuff, we wouldn't we wouldn't need God. But right. the, we live in a very this imperfect is, world. This is this is part of the problem that I didn't even get to hit on earlier. Yeah, is we enable our children. We have thirty-year-old men that are actually thirty-year-old boys. Yeah, bro. Yes, like haven't grown up and haven't taken any responsibility in their life and aren't growing as individuals. And why wouldn't you be miserable? Yeah. And why would you have a wife? And also, why, why would why you? Wanna, why would you have a family? Yeah. Like you're not going to have those things. Why would a woman want to have a kid with you unless it's just that one night stand? And this is the problem with the with girls. Uh, is that is like yeah, that like this is this is easy, simple, temporary gratification is getting with that thirty year old boy yeah. um, because there doesn't have to be a long term commitment associated with it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh crap, I'm pregnant. And she's like, I'm 24, 25 years old. I'm out of college. I don't believe in abortion. I'm not going to abort the baby. I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole because that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, we could talk about uh, that. <laughs> uh, but um, so she decides to have the kid, but 30-year-old boy has no uh, no responsibility in his life. And yeah. so he's just like, screw you. Take care of the kid by yourself. And, yeah. and was this not... Like, this is, this is the problem with hookup culture is that's become the female mating strategy. And you can't, that's the thing though, too. You cannot rely, if I've learned anything, is that you cannot rely on others for anything. Um, especially in like today's time, I feel like there's so many, I feel like a lot of people struggle with being selfish without even knowing it, too. It, yeah. it, it might not be intentional, but you know, you get put, you know, hookup culture. I hate hookup culture with a passion. Um, that's the reason why I. Have you ever uh, slept next to a woman and you didn't have sex with her and she thought you were weird because you didn't? Yes. Why see see my question to to that woman would be like why is that weird that's an honorable man because I will I think of it if like the roles were reversed if but if I put myself onto her and stuff too it'd be a problem but then like I've been I've been literally yelled at and I got <laughs> I'm <being a> little, <laughs> sorry mom uh but no like I've literally left a girl's house before because she was like are we hooking up or not and I was like no I was like dude I was like I. I get too attached. I don't know about y'all. I get too attached. So right. I'm not going to just give that up 
Dude, so that's easy. like the most, as a man, it's still the most intimate yeah. part of you, bro. Yeah. Why do you want to just give that to, to, to this Jezebel in bed, bro? <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, bro. Like, why, why do, why do you deserve that part of me? Yeah. And see, and that's, Dude, that's I want too. my wife to be like, you're an awesome man yep. and I love you. And see, that's a thing that I don't have to worry about. And I mean, I'm not saying y'all like you directly, whoever's watching this, but that's why y'all are going to have to answer to your wife or your husband one day and be like, yeah, my body count is like 50, you know, whatever. And I know people that are plenty higher. I don't have to worry about that problem. And like, I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll take to the grave the number, but you know, I just like, I don't have to worry about like, oh yeah, well it was, it was just a phase. Like, you know, I don't, I don't have to worry about that. That's such a good feeling. Yeah. Like knowing that, you know, I've been capable of, of saying and, no. And, and, <laughs> and here's the thing. Okay. For for the woman who's like, oh, that's that's weird. That's weird. He wouldn't sleep with me. I am so sorry that the only men yeah. you have experienced are the men that pursued to have sex with you. Yeah, and just that. And then, I I genuinely wish that you could experience a man who can value you beyond your sexual attributes. Absolutely. I uh, women women are. Women have a war waged against them by Hollywood and society, bro. When they're little girls, they're sold this prince, princess ideology that they're going to find this perfect prince charming and he's going to be everything that she ever desired. Then they're also sold, you know, this is how she should look. This is how she should act. This is her body of what it should be. And da 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 da, da. And so then she's like constantly working to be this princess, yeah. Right. And so she's like this perfect figure all the time. And then she finally becomes this perfect figure and she gets into her first relationship and she's like, I love you so much, so much. And then next thing you know, he becomes verbally abusive. He becomes physically abusive, potentially sexually abusive, manipulative, manipulative. Yeah. And then he hurts her. And then when he hurts her, she's utterly destroyed because this whole perspective of her life that she's developed and everything that she's worked for has been utterly destroyed. And she still wants the validation to be loved. Yeah. And so what she does is she starts going out on that TikTok account, posting some simpy video. She goes on Instagram and Get posts likes, some you know, stupid, you know, bikini picture and the the honest truth is it's like i'm sorry if that's you and you're listening to this and i'm calling you out but like somebody needs to share the truth with you yep. and maybe you need to examine the psychology behind what you're doing but i would ask you this are you truly happy yeah doing those things are you truly happy we'll see and also too i you know again I have to understand that there's going to be some people and stuff that don't have the, the faith aspect, you know, that, you know, that we have. Right. Um, but I also think about it, like, if you, you know, I'm a guy, you're a guy, Ryan, you're a guy. I think everybody's had their fair share of 3 a.m. text messages, Snapchats, you know, whatever. <laughs> 3 a.m. text messages. You know, hey, you up? No. Um, but I also, you know, it's the, the next morning. It's, it doesn't matter if it's a drunk text, a drunk snap, whatever. We've all done it. Um, but I also like, you know, I go back and it makes me, it legitimately makes me feel like shit. Uh, then the next day I sit there and I'm like, if God was reading these messages, which he is, he's up there. He sees them. He has them printed out. He's waiting for me. He's like, Hey, what was this? Uh, you know, but I'm sitting there and like, 
that's that's try to that's how I go about things on a day to day basis. How I react to people, you know, how I communicate. You know, driving driving in Fort Worth is horrible. So the next step to hell. Um, but you know how I go about. You know, do I want to flip this person off? Whatever is that morally good? Um, and sometimes I lose my temper, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of things that like we visualize that you know. And I know there's people that don't have the the faith aspect or like they don't believe and stuff like that. But for me, I, I do, and so I think of it as like you know for the for the girls that are dressing you know certain ways and posting videos, and the guys that are just thirsty hormonal horn dogs, um, you know. Like, what would God say about that? You know, yeah. it's just like, and that, like, that should, that should, like, that should scare people. And right. it, but, it, but it's crazy though because it doesn't. But people continue what, to, to what, do it. What scares them is what other people say about them. Yeah. Instead of how God will look at them, it's like we need the approval of our community so bad yeah. that we can't step outside of our comfort zone and proclaim our faith. Yeah. And I th- and I think that's another thing too that I feel like nowadays. I don't want to say, I don't want to say people like hide their faith. You know, I got, I don't know if y'all can really see, but I have a, ah, I got a cross on my arm. And Proverbs I've, 3, 5. Five. Yeah, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. Um, yes. Dude, coming back to what I said, dude, that dialogue, that internal dialogue of yeah. yourself, man, challenging your own thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just crazy because like every day, man, I like, I, I look down whenever I'm driving, I want to drive with my left, to my left hand. Um, but you know, I see that cross, I see the verses and stuff too. Why would I want to look a certain way? Like to, I don't want to, I don't want to look a certain way and live another life. Um, you know, I know there's times that I have a, I have a trucker mouth and stuff too. And I, uh, and yeah. I you know, like, and I cuss and you know, this and that. And stuff it's say like, some derogatory jokes yeah, when you're with the boys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, locker room. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, from hookups and, you know, late 3am texts and things like that, you know, too. That's, that's one thing that, um, my, keep up to keep down i promise guys i'm over my ex but i learned so much from this girl dude yes. um that like i honestly is a, it's a blessing in a lot dude, of dude i'm just going to say her name okay i'm just going to say her name wait. i'm sorry I, I didn't i didn't let you finish go ahead oh, wait i don't want you to say her name no no i'm going to say mine oh, oh I was i'm like, sorry oh i didn't God. let you finish dude you just got me like, excited i'm like i'm gonna open this up uh, no you're good no i was gonna say you know that's that's one thing that i was with this girl for about four years um, and I learned a lot, you know, being, being in high school, part of college and everything too. Um, I didn't really, what? <laughs> it's just, you're, you're going to say her name. Don't bro. Don't tell it. <laughs> like, bro, what are you doing? I probably looked like deer in headlights, bro. Oh um, my gosh. So I can't, I can't give her free clout. I charge my extra feature. That's what Drake, that's what Drake said. Right. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Oh no, but I, <laughs> man, I, I learned, I learned a lot from her, man. And, um, it was honestly probably the biggest blessing because I'm, you know, going, going through college and stuff, you know, to hookup culture was so common and so easy to do. You know, I can, I can go to a bar and although I'm a short King, five foot seven, you know, whatever, um, you know, short Kings, I, short Kings for not me. I'm six one brag about it. Anyway, I will. <laughs> which, which one do you ladies prefer? Yeah. Do you like a guy with blue eyes? That's really tan me yeah dude you <laughs> you look like you should like i look like a nerd look i'm, I'm dude I, I, you know what i'm, I'm not going to leave. I'm, but uh, no I, i'm with you dude thank yeah. you savannah um thank you thank you <laughs> ryan's laughing but thank you savannah like yeah 
my life is absolutely phenomenal since uh and, and i want to say she broke my heart yep. i broke my own heart yep. thank god that see, he allowed me to break my heart see and we, we yeah. haven't really we haven't really touched too much on each other's i guess breakups and stuff whatever too I, again for for me personally it was more it was more on me than it was you know on her and stuff whatever too and i take full fault but I'm just so grateful for like the experience that, you know, although I probably caused some type of trauma, you know, and stuff to her, I was, I was young and I was stupid, you know, whatever. I did not cheat. That's what y'all are getting at. That, that did not happen. But, um, but anyway, we, we fail to give women the attention that they desire to get out of a relationship. Yeah. All of us men fail in that aspect. I, I, I think to, to some degree. Yeah. And, and oftentimes we even fail to listen because we're so caught up into our own thoughts and our own mind yeah. and the way that we reason with the world. Mm-hmm. And like, the, the thing is, is like so often when we talk about breakups and, and when women talk about men, it, it's it's like, no, the, the, it's like they go to the worst man, yep. the one that's beating, the one that's mistreating yep. on the most messed up levels. And so like when, when we talk about how we were failing as men, we, more than likely, because yeah. uh, I, I don't know. Evan, and I, t- I tell my buddies this all the time. I don't know who you are when you're in the bedroom alone with her. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's the thing. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know how you handle your anger. I don't know how you communicate to her. There's all these things that I don't know. I believe in the best in you, but I just yeah. don't know that, and yeah. I can't make that assumption of you, yeah. right? And so, um, but but it's also wrong for that woman, that person, to subject a man or somebody else that would talk about such topics as this yeah. and say, yo, I messed up as a man, and say, well, he was beating her. Well, he was calling her a bitch. He was doing X, Y, and Z. And just because you experience that with a terrible ex of yours doesn't mean that that's what Evan, Ryan, or I would ever be. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like I said, we were were really young um, and everything. I think we kind of just socially kind of grew apart more than anything else, put it that way. Um, Again, there was a lot of things that I just didn't understand. I kind of, I craved a lot of attention and things like that too. Um, and it wasn't her fault for not, for not giving that, you know, she, she tried giving everything that she could, but uh, like learning that though, I learned how to love myself too, that it wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't need anybody. You know, I, I don't, I don't need anybody. I want people. I want people in my life. I want friends. I want family. I want love and affection. Some good old back scratches, you know, mm-hmm. like head scratches. I cut my hair, but so now I can really feel the nails. Um, but there uh, you go, ladies. One of his love languages <laughs> is physical touch. It is and words of affirmation, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I really interesting. I, I learned I learned a lot and stuff, um, but it just makes me it makes me feel better about myself knowing that I can admit my wrongs and I can you know take responsibility, you know, and like admit my faults and admit my wrongs and stuff. Whatever, too. I'm not going to go into detail on a podcast of seventy five thousand people. I'm sorry, but you know, um, I love y'all, but I don't know about that much. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, but I mean, I don't know. I've just, I've learned a lot about myself, but also what I want in a future relationship. And you know, I haven't been in a relationship since. It's been yeah. it was from 2016 to 2020, so it's been three years, uh-huh. three and a half years now. Um, and so it feels it's crazy that it's been that long. But I don't know, man. I I learned I learned a lot and stuff though uh, for myself, and uh, just like in what I want in a relationship in the future time and stuff too. But um, so the trauma, like the traumatic experiences and stuff that you might be having right now, it do, it, it probably sucks. Like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna spoon feed you BS. It probably sucks right now, but I promise you, there's some type of beneficial that 
you know, in the next relationship, okay, I know what to look for because oftentimes whenever we get into a relationship, we're, we, we put our blinders on and it's just we focus so much on that one person, which, I mean, you should just be focusing on that one person, let's be clear. But also, you don't, you're not seeing all the little red flags and stuff too. Everybody, everybody is victim to it. We all do it because then whenever you get out of the relationship, it's like, whoa, hold on. Like, I was, I was putting up with this or, or even better, I was doing this and they were okay with it. You know, like you, you also always have to look, you have to look in the mirror. You know, you have to look at yourself. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm slouching and I don't want to have bad posture when I'm 85 years old. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Same. I, d- I just think that, you know, being able to, you know, I guess repent, you know, in a, in a sense. Yeah, yeah no, I, know, I always say it that way. Yeah, yeah man, too. it's just like, you know, I, I don't Change. I, that, and see, that's another thing, though, too, that, like, you know, I don't carry any, um, I don't want to say any, but I don't carry a whole lot of burdens and regret and stuff in my life because I feel like I'm so easy to, you know, I'm so vulnerable, but at the same time in a good way, you know, like I can, I can express, you know, where I went wrong, you know, what I did good and stuff, whatever, too. But, I don't know, man. I, I just think that makes you such a more capable man, though. And but see, that's the thing that whenever I'm a husband one day, and I know that I'm going to be a kick-ass husband. I know, yeah. dude. I'm, I know I'm going to be a badass. Dude, dad. I can already tell. Dude, I. Dude, I, I'd probably marry you. I'll kiss you right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm wearing guys. I'm wearing socks. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm dude. Socks. Hold okay. on, dude. Um, Did you bring your high blood pressure medicine, dude? Because you're looking awfully red in that camera right now. My ex is going to see this. and just oh, That's awesome. Hi, Evan's ex. You lost a great man. That sucks for you. And she's, um, she's still not going to text me. <laughs> Neither will mine, dude. It's okay. <laughs> Bro, what, 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 what I learned is like no matter how healthy I leave that prior relationship, yep. uh, my ex will always hate me. See, and like I my exes hate me, and my friends all miss me. I wanna drown in rock, go whiskey, leave this small town for a while. <laughs> um, Zach Bryan, but, but see, but that's the thing though, and like that's okay, you know. Like I feel like I can take to my grave knowing, you know, that I I did, you know, what I did, whatever, and you know I can sit. I'm not. Li- I don't lie about it. I don't sit and you know question my my um my worth and stuff too, and hers, whatever. But like I'm okay. Like if if I gave everything that I could, and I can mm-hmm. I can communicate, and you know, and I never have any hard feelings with anybody that I have a falling out with and stuff too. Wish you the best. I love you. You've helped me in some way, shape, or form. You know, at some point, um, you know, never have any ill intentions or thoughts and stuff of anybody. But if somebody hates me, doesn't like me, then like they don't really know me. You know, All right? And it's just like because that's I'm a, I'm a very loving person, and yeah. like you know, and I've I've messed up. I'm human, just like just like you have. You know, and you and, you know, anybody else. Um, but people tend to hold on to that and use that as a crutch and stuff, though, of tying back to the victim mentality of, you know, feel bad for me, poor me, poor me. Right. You know, and um, I don't know. So, yeah. like, well, no, and I, I think, like, this is a perfect way to close up because, honestly, yeah. this is the longest podcast I've ever done. We're at yeah, what is this? Two, two hours and three minutes right now. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, my, so... My <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> dude, we've been we've been going, bro. Which I I, I love it, man. It's, oh yeah, man. It's, it's so fun. it's so awesome. But but I I think here's the key element to take from from this conversation today is yeah, we came out and like punched you in the gut yeah. with uh, with some perspectives of society. But these perspectives that we have of society and these perspectives we have of ourselves should be examined at the 
deepest level. Yes. And one thing I love about what Jordan Peterson said is that everything, no matter how deep you dig, will lead back to the conversation about the creator. Yeah. And so, like, this... This mentality of victimization, you may not understand that the suffering builds your character to make you more formidable to face the war of life that you're experiencing. Uh, to obtain wisdom is to apply knowledge. Yes. But how do you learn something? Because you experienced so, it. Mm -hmm. You didn't victimize yourself to it. Instead, you chose to take that knowledge and you applied it to make you wise. Especially, dude, whenever, especially as a man, too. Like, dude, if you do a lot of self-reflecting, yeah. you know, you, you really look at the mistakes that you've made and you can look in the mirror and you can tell yourself, you know, hey, like, you know, I fucked up. You know, that's on me. And yeah. like, you take full initiative and stuff for that. Dude, that's when, that's when you start to feel growth. And, so, yeah. dude, and growth is not comfortable. You know, no, but, and, I, and, and, that, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, vic I'm not, I'm dude, when we work out, victim. we're sore. Yeah. And, you know, but in like the next day, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, oh I'm sore. I'm not going to go work out. No. Somebody come up by lumbar. Yeah. Literally. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say something, <laughs> but no. Um, but no, I mean, you know, that's, that's one thing that, you know, you get up and you keep going. And again, you know, I, I've said it before, and I think this is the strongest message that I have other than, you know, the whole moral of the whole podcast. But, um, you know, again, like nobody's coming to walk you through life. You know, you're, you're going to go through hard, you know, you're going to go through hard times and stuff, but how you go about it and stuff after is what is going to build you. And it's going to make you give you character and it's going to shape you into the person that you're going to become. And that's why for myself, you know, I, I don't, a lot of people have problems and stuff admitting their own wrongs and things like that. You know, um, that's right. why I feel so confident in myself that later on, whenever I do have a wife and kids and stuff like that too, man, I can't wait. Cause like, yeah. I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna say that I don't, I'm not gonna have any problems but um you know but I, I know how to go about things and that, that's one thing kind of that I was tying back into that like man my ex did that for me and so right. it's just like it's nice to be a more capable human being you must take responsibility and quit victimizing yourself to your prior experiences yeah. step out take the opportunity grow as an individual yeah. reflect and change your life absolutely Yep. You're the only one that has the power to do so. It's you It's you in your pillow yeah. at night. Whenever you wake up in the morning and stuff, it doesn't matter if you have a significant other, you know, whatever. It's you and, and your mental up here. And how you do this and how you think is how you're going to be doing physical things and stuff throughout your day. And, and one last piece of um, encouragement to those who feel like, oh, you know, the corporate world is so against us. Yep. Poor me, poor me, poor me. Um if you're 22 years old and you're having that conversation with your friends around the bonfire at night, I want you to implement this piece of the conversation into that. Um, let's say that you showed up to work every day for the next 15 years on time. You were 100% punctual. You developed relationships. Every time you made a mistake, you took ultimate responsibility for it and you acted when you saw that others people were unwilling to act, you took responsibility for that new project. Yeah. Would you be the boss? Would you potentially be the general manager of that company? And you know what the answer to that question is? The answer to that question is yes, you would be. Because you went for the long run while the rest of your generation was seeking temporary gratification and victimizing themselves.
to the workforce. So that's the piece of encouragement I would give to you guys about that. Um, dude, Evan, brother, man, thank you. It's been real. It's been dude, is, is there is there like any way that you would want like people to contact you in any way? Like, do you want yeah. me to put your your TikTok in the handle, Instagram in the handle? And yes. Everything? So I was gonna say that's one thing that um, you know I got some podcast equipment and stuff, whatever too. Um, you know I, that's kind of in the works right now. I don't really know how to go about things, but I'm just gonna trial and error you know mess around and find yeah. out um but uh but yeah you all can follow me on instagram tiktok the whole shebang um, links will be in the bottom of the description if you want to follow him um all you have to all you'll have to do is just simply click it and it'll take you straight to the page so you can my, follow him. my page actually my tiktok a while back got something happened to it i, don't know, I got logged out and so I lost like all my followers and everything too. So I, like, I couldn't go. I can't go live with him. So I really, if anything, follow me on TikTok because I want to go live and I just want to sing Zach Bryan really, <laughs> with them. They're really bad. It makes me like I get like FOMO, the fear of missing out. They're like, oh, dude, they're, they're they're screaming burn, burn, burn right now, and I'm sitting in my bed and I'm just like, what is happening? I can't do this right now. Um, I want to I wake the city of Keller up. But um, so anyway, but yeah, man, it's it's been real. It's been fun. So um, awesome. Yeah, dude, it's. I just I just love shooting the shit and stuff with people and yeah. you know, and engaging. Dude, if I too. lived in Dallas, we'd be doing this thing together. <laughs> oh, dude, it'd be so much fun. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're gonna be. I'll be um, hopefully in in the area in your area in uh, in October. So yeah. maybe we can maybe we can do it again. Yeah, that'll be fun. I think that was the sweetest thing anybody ever said to me. Maybe we can do it again. Um. <laughs> okay last bit of humor yeah. all right uh with that being said guys uh follow the pursuing truth podcast on instagram give us a subscribe on youtube and guys the most important thing you can do for this platform is leave an apple podcast rating and review as that will just push out the analytics look these podcast platforms don't operate like a tiktok does it doesn't just push out a video to an organic audience rather that audience has to be directed towards this like there has to be a a comment that says this is a great podcast i recommend it so leave a apple podcast rating and review and if you listen on spotify please leave a rating there share this on your social medias if you pulled something from this conversation and you just want to share the the power of responsibility Absolutely. and and the negative effects of victimization with your community and again i also i just want to chime in really quick this is my first time ever being like on camera and speaking like this i've taken public uh public speaking in college but never <laughs> like this um so if there's any uh like suggestions or anything for the future please let me know how i did because i'm actually curious and i don't need y'all being soft i want your like hard brutal truth but anyway yeah <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Like I said, all links are in the description. You guys have a great rest of your week. God bless. And I love all of you. Love you all.